At JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale, sizzling deals are on with store-wide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupons. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Welcome to to Liquid Damage Lounge with Raz, my famous co-host, and me, Liquid Damage. Hope we have a wonderful time tonight, and call in and get your poetry read, and we'll have a blast. Thanks for coming. Great to be here at the Liquid Um, Lounge. Do we have... Liquid damage. Show yeah, Raz. Up. We had to put in the disclaimer. For we forgot to do the disclaimer. Boo specified. Okay. That uh, is playing at the beginning of each show. Let's do this real quick. 40 seconds. Sound. But right. Hello. Welcome to La Costa Nostra Radio. We are a poetry family located at allpoetry.com. And I'd like to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home. We believe in freedom of speech. However, not all of the views and opinions on the show by the guests and poets are reflective of La Costa Nostra ownership and management and are of their own free will. Enjoy this La Costa Nostra program. There was Rob Cohen. Thank you, Rob. Disclaimer. Yeah. Right on. So, uh... So what how are you, are you tonight, Brad? I'm doing fine. I mean, yes, I did. Typical I did tonight. do some jokes. <laughs> I brought some kind of dirty jokes, and then I brought some clean jokes. Which would you like to hear? We'll mix of both. How about this one? One way or the other. They say that during sex you burn off as many calories as running eight miles. Who the hell runs eight miles in 30 seconds? <laughs> wow. Wah, wah, yeah. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing that long, you know, surprise, you know it's true. But uh, if you want to go deeper into analysis, they say females orgasm faster than males, even when they, you know, ejaculate like in two minutes or so or just a regular course of sex what it is there five minutes there's not that many right, right. lovers it's a great joke cool okay we have a caller two callers we have boo and who's four four seven four four seven who's calling It's Corey. Hi, Corey. Corey. Hi, guys. How, How are, are you? Last night, liquid. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a little bit disappointed. Basically, what it was is I spoke to Raz earlier and Boo as well. And what it was is, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to make the show tonight because, unfortunately, there was some wrestling on tonight, and I was going to watch it with my mate. But we've only found it in Japanese language and we want to watch it in English 
So we're going to have to wait till tomorrow. So I thought, he goes to bed, I come on the show. <laughs> yeah, glad to be here. But it shouldn't have been we appreciate that. Wrestling. Who you are. It's the Japanese. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, Boo. Hi. How are you, Linda? How are you, my also, darling? Um, how are you, lovely Linda? We're all right. I'm doing just great. <laughs> also, um, Sinister ready had a to show have later on. Tonight. Yeah, we're ready. Are you ready for spring? Is it spring, right? It is spring right now, isn't it? Or is it? I don't even well, know. Well, we're still is... trying to figure it out here in Alaska. Okay. <laughs> they like saving it's hours. It got all sunny for a few days, and now it's supposed to snow again next week. So I don't oh. know. Oh, oh. That's snowing. Yeah, snow, it's huh? crazy here. Hmm. Well, yeah, well, the snow almost melted off, and then it snowed for a week, and it all piled back up. Now, it's been sunny for a few days, and it melted off again, but now it's supposed to snow again. So it can't make up its mind here in Alaska whether it wants to be spring or not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I should have been here the other other day, uh... Linda, it was literally raining, then snowing, then raining, then sunny, then snowing, then raining. We had all the seasons in one day. <laughs> oh, wow. Where you, and where's that at? I'm in England. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah he hosted a show last night. He did pretty good. He, was, he impressed me, him and Adam. I was still, I was still nervous, boo. I was still shitting it. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell. So that's the only thing. Everybody, we still get nervous. Everybody gets nervous. That's true. Yeah, you did a yeah. good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have enough to do it. You know, that's all we there. But I must admit, yeah. everybody makes it so well. That's good. That's what we like to do here. You know, yeah. make it welcoming yeah. and friendly. Yeah. I'm not down with the drama and the bullshit. I've been there, done that. Been to high school yeah, already. Too. <laughs> yeah, I've been to high school already too, so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. I think Lady A will be back by in a little bit, Adam too. On the way. Oh right. I guess we could start with some clouds. Actually I'm well done so far. Um if you want to start with the SoundCloud, I mean. Oh, here we go. Somebody's oh, there she is. Yeah. Well, Linda, yes. your show. Oh, I got a friend. Hey, welcome. How do we start to talk? Hi. Okay. Well, Hi. Let, let's go with let's go with Corey. Okay. He's first come, first serve. Was <laughs> I? Okay. Corey, you have a spring pole? You have a spring pole? <laughs> you have a spring pole? I have a, yeah, I had the spring as a catch, no, being no, gothic. I don't have a spring pole. Yeah. Okay, it's I was going to say. Come, come on, you know I don't me. see you it's doing butterflies and shit. <laughs> I don't see butterflies and shit in your pole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would really throw me for one. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. This is a bit of a... This is a bit of a 
long one, and I wrote this tonight. So, um, if anyone has ever heard of a author called Alan Moore, um, he's a he's a bit of a hero of mine. He did stuff like V for Vendetta, The Watchmen, uh, The Killing Joke, which is a Batman comic book, and. I think the reason why I really like him so much is because, simply put, he hates politicians and he hates the government. So he's definitely a plus in my eyes. Um, right. So Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I have someone yeah. like that. Yeah. Henry, Harry Frankfurt, Harvard professor, <laughs> calls everything pretty much BS. Yes. Well, um, what he said was, he said three things. He says, first of all, he says... If you're going to do something, write it out and make sure you finish it. He says, also, never beat yourself up excessively. And, and thirdly of all, never, ever feel satisfied with your peace. So I, I literally oh. spent about 25 minutes, and I don't normally wait that long to write something. I literally write it in five, ten minutes. I took my time with this one, so I, I hope this is quite good. This is called The Ghost, The Man, The Mirror. Upon the table lies a little black book. It doesn't have much of a spine, for that is overlooked. It's a mystery for the kingdom, but I succumb. Atrocious within my demeanour, I'm now feeling numb. A shadowy figure approaches my eyesight. Upon the midnight moping by moonlight, your soul is wrapped with suffering, it uttered. I couldn't deny such indeed thoughts to my brain was true. And the thought of imprisoned beings be laying in my underlay dew. What do thy do to explain my understanding to believe you? Upon the midnight moon, the voice trembled some more soon and abruptly muttered an utterance once more. Your soul is wrapped with suffering still, my child. Your darkness seems to be your light. Your heart is mild. I'm not sure what to envisage with such a visitation, so all I could do was explore. For then the ghostly spectre faded away into oblivious dark, leaving me behind in silence and stillness a lark. With the moonlight shining up towards my chamber, secluded in the sweet serenity I feel so alone, and nobody is near, I have no woman to call my own, as delicate tears now stain my hardened face member. I wish for the moments of the spectre to make himself known again, but now I just sit in the purple midst of merriment and pain, drowning in my shame, and I only have myself to blame. I sit and wait and wait and wait some more. Perhaps I can leave this earthly plane. Maybe it be for the best, and I may be going insane. As I fall to my knees and scream out with a shriek, what is wrong with me? I must explore. So I slink over towards the granite rock glass gloss mirror. I extend my helmet up and off my shoulders. I delve with a look of confusion in my eyes. The reflection of this madman shows no mercy. Age has withered and tethered him so uneasy. It's as if the frame of the glass mirror was staring into those eyes. And no matter what the outcome of the reflection, he only sees trouble, loss and misconception. Alas, the lightning bolt struck, 
he finally had an epiphany that he was losing his sanity and his soul, heart's love, was stuck. He pondered for a little longer into his own face, staring back at him, oh my, what indeed a place. Seeing oneself so close to their gaze, the problem with this is that this is debauchery. For this torturous mirror, he uttered, doesn't wish to save me. I hate this morbidistic place. So as the scars run deep, and more is revealed, the depression upon said one's brow is feared, and the message to the sight of said face makes the darkness within the reflection ablaze, shows the brave soul who feels so lost and alone, in fact unfazed, shows the pain with inside of what he has to taste. So as the man walked away with his chamber side, from his chamber side, the mirror fading into the background of distance light, the man who believed he was monster succumbed, and although his tears sheared throughout the night, there was no longer any more fears or fright, but the scars he witnessed upon that mirror, that glass mirror shone. So with the passing of the moonlight mist, the ghostly figure made himself known again best. His presence was lingering back towards said man. Your soul is feeling much stronger, sir. As the man finally uttered, thank you, kind kind soul, thank you for sure. The man walked to his chamber mirror bedside one final time, feeling the flutters of dominance and domination all fine, with a happy smile of victory playing round his rugged bearded lips. So tonight he celebrated that the world he'd come to learn was fully jaded, wasn't fully jaded, and his love and heart hadn't faded. And so on to the world for nothing left, which I wish to never miss. End poem. Wow. Wow, Corey. That was really cool. Um, it had quite a gothic, old-style oh. feel to it. And um, it's such sadness and pain. But I like that at the end you brought in relief for him. Um to a point, and uh, I just think all around this was a really stellar poem. So thank you for sharing it, and thank you very much for bringing it to my show tonight. Um, let's get you some You're comments. Very um, thank you. Um, let's see. Um, Raz, what did you think? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Adam Moore. But uh, the graphic nature of his novels tend to be along uh, superhuman powers, uh, you know, science fiction. This is a pure ghost story inside uh, the insanity of being haunted, where you no longer know if they're there or they've really taken your soul to somewhere else entirely the entire time, what there is of the other side of the other world, what comes to mind. More relevantly, I think uh, a film haunting of King, you know, something along that nature. This demonstrates a, a kind of Lovecraftian sense now blended into a more form of horror. And uh, what there is of possession is revealed in the sense of the term, not why it's so and uh, Oh, it's 
You're crack-a-lacking. Yeah, Rack, you're, Raz, you're cracking up real bad. Yeah, yeah you're reflecting That's better. That's better. That's but that sounds better, brother. Yeah. Thanks, Raz. Yeah. You heard. I know. Because, um, <laughs> you're in the matrix. Invisible <laughs> spirit. Um, I could tell Corey that you took your time with this one. Like you said, um, it's well thought out, well written. Um, you know, it's it's long. It, I mean, you write somewhere long, but this is pretty long. But it didn't feel like that long. Um, you took your time, even the way you read it. You took your time, so I think that mattered. Um, you talk about the shadowy figures and their soul wrapped in suffering, the midnight moon and everything that goes along with the haunting, ghostly specter faded. I like your uh, um, wallpaper too, by the way. It goes perfect with the poem. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and it was, it's all about the presentation for me. He, he pondered a little longer into his own face, staring back. Maybe he's being haunted, but he's also wondering, maybe he's the one doing the haunting. Maybe he's, you know, messing with himself. Maybe he's getting too much in his own head. Maybe it's not really real. Maybe it's him kind of having, like, some kind of breakdown or maybe schizophrenia. I don't know. I could be way off on that, that but I kind of see something like that, maybe mental disorder. I might be wrong, or maybe... Um, but then uh, dominance, all fine. Isn't that what we always say? We're all fine. We just put our mask on, put on that fake happy face. Because nobody really wants to know the angst and the hell that we're going through, so we just keep it inside. Um, yeah, a really good, really deep poem, my friend. You did a good job. Thank Great you very comment. Much, and yeah. Um, Thank you. I, yeah. I have to I have to agree with what Boo said in regards to it wasn't so much schizophrenia but it was more paranoia it, I do agree that it sounds mm-hmm. like the uh, the man in question was basically afraid so much so that he was actually afraid of his own shadow so when he saw a ghostly figure it kind of comforted him knowing that there was someone else there but it was mostly the the, the most about the piece was about the mirror he, he was it was so, it was in front of the mirror for so long and he could see all these different like little things in his eyes and his face, and he he just basically felt so alone. And uh, yeah, so Boone was very very good on hitting on the head. Thank you, Boone. Thank you. Right on. You're welcome. Okay, before we go on, let's welcome um, five seven one. Who's calling? Hello, hey, five seven one. Hey, this is. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's calling? Okay. Yeah, this is Abraham, also known as Frequency. Oh, hey, this is my friend from the other website. There you uh, go. I told you Frequency was here, didn't I? All right, Abraham. I don't know how I guess that it would be Frequency. How you doing? He's from Clubhouse. Hey, if yeah. you want to take the mic, Frequency, you can do a bit, you know, and then just chill out. We can Corey more comments, right? Channel. Yeah. May, may I make a comment on Corey's before you care, go on? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But first, uh, did we get all the comments? Linda, weren't you going to say something no, on Lady Corey's piece? No, we need to get more, uh, Lady A, uh, would you like to comment? Uh, very much so, yes, thanks. 
Um, I thought this was really great. I, it was very um, gothic. Um, it was. I didn't look at it as a, a type of paranoia. I, I took the ghost as being a metaphor for his his own mind. Yes, but not in a paranoid way. Uh, I think the depression spoke very loudly with the suicidal tendencies. But I really thought that this. Um, where is it? The first line. I love the first two lines. Upon the table lies a little black book. It doesn't have much of a spine, for that is overlooked. I thought that was a brilliant line because to, when we speak of someone, someone having a spine, it means they've got the courage or the guts to do what needs to be done. And so I took that and pushed that through the whole poem. And I, I really thought that this that was a great metaphor for someone who's lacking courage or strength or thinks they lack courage or strength. And I liked that the truth came out uh, in the midnight when the ghost uh, is quoted as saying, your soul is wrapped with suffering. And then later on, after a little bit of this or that was said about being imprisoned, um, and why should I believe you? And then later on, your soul is wrapped with suffering still, my child. And so this poem I thought was really great in the sense that it examined um, the thought process of the person writing and um, where those thoughts can take us when we're not in a good frame of mind. I, I, you, you talk about insanity and versus sanity. I think we're all capable of falling when uh, depression hits. We can fall to, to depths that we never knew were there, really. And um, uh, But in any case, I won't go on anymore, but there's a lot of stuff that you've said in this piece that were quite brilliantly uh, written, and I, I very much liked it. You have a dark flavor to you, but it's not, um, it's not repulsive. It's not something that pushes you away. It draws you in more uh, to learn more. I thought it was a great piece. Great. Thank you, Lady A. Welcome. Um, Abraham, did you get to hear Corey's piece, The Ghost, the Man, the Mirror? Yes, I did. I did. Would um, you like to comment? Yeah, sure. Um it was pretty interesting. Um I uh I was confused myself. I mean, I, I thought it was all in his head. Um you know, it's already been explained. So I was, I was there on the fence, wondering what was going on. I mean, it was, it was very nicely put together because it left, you know, it leaves you wondering what really is happening. You know, so and that's awesome. Thank Great you very comment. much, brother. Okay, good poem, Corey. Thank you. Um, let's carry Thank on you. here. You're very welcome. Um, Boo, um, I think you're up next. Oh no, uh, oh, I got to get mine situated. But I was going to ask Abraham if he if he had the text, if he could put it on the. Do you have the text to your poem, or you're just going to recite it? Because you could send it to me on in the messages on um, Clubhouse, and I could put it here for us to read it, or you could just read it. It's up to you. Sure, sure. One second. I'll, I'll put it on there. Yeah, okay. 
So maybe Linda, could we do maybe somebody who's not here? Maybe, or Lady A, how about we do Lady A? I'm sorry, Linda, I'm just keeping in mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, Linda, I'm sorry, yeah. I, I didn't bring a, a spring poem, but I, I brought one that I just wrote uh, earlier today. Uh, if I, can I read that one, or would you rather have a spring yeah, one? Oh, I'm so wounded. Bring your tear. April of the month, the groundhog came out of the hole. Oh, Linda, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna fall apart, Linda? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll try later, not to. <laughs> yeah, you will. You're a strong woman. <laughs> okay, okay ready, lady. There we go. It's called uh, "Forget Me Not." Um, okay. One goal in life, and try as I might, changing the record, changes ignored. Break the chains of abuse, neglect, and no love. Guarantees a place they call home when they are apart. Love covers each one with more love, and then they miss mom and call knowing she's, she always loves them. She is steadfast, supportive. She loves us warts and all. Home is where mom is. She is my rock, my soft place to fall. Tickle my arm, sing that song, and brush my hair. Remember when you stuck to me like glue, and I was your security, too. Today, disapproval of all that I do replaces affection given me from you. Has there been so little to remember and feel? You choose to drop out of my life. Our blood now congeals. We try to be all our parents weren't, to give, better, give a better life to our kids while on earth. Sometimes it works and other times not. I pray they remember my love now forgot. End poem. Wow. Beautiful. Beautifully done. Um, and, yeah, we do try to <clears throat> not simulate our parents as we grow old. And um, <clears throat> there is a time when I, I know my kids were glued to me and I used to tell my daughter that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that at some point in time, she wasn't going to want to sit on my lap anymore. And, and she swore I that would. she would always sit on, yeah, and, and that she was going to marry me. And <clears throat> Oh, that's cute. Oh, I wish, and, man. <laughs> you know, I told her, yeah, I told her one day she would grow up and, and not be there anymore, and 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 that day happened, you know. <clears throat> and it's very difficult when they leave home, and they're not tugging on your apron strings anymore. But <clears throat> as they grow to not be like us, sooner or later, we all turn into our parents to some point and some degree, and they realize that um, that space and time when when we're apart and they're trying so much not to be like us, that they love us after all and that we are a lot alike. But um, I'm still waiting for my youngest to get there to realize that I'm not so bad. (laughs) Yeah. But I think your poem was a great rendition of that, um, that ideal. So good job, Lady A. Let's get you some comments. Um, Corey, would you like to comment on Lady A's poetry? 
I think personally, this this uh, sits well with me on a personal level as well. Um, uh, I I literally feel uh, inspired. I'm not going to joke, and the re- the reason why I feel inspired is because it reminds me of m- more or less all families in regards to uh, sons and daughters with mothers and fathers. Uh, obviously, this is about mum. I love my mum to bits. I mean, we have four lats, but tell me one family that the mother and son or daughter don't have four lats. We all have four lats. You have to have four lats to get better. Um, I just think it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of poetry. It's very heartfelt. It's very moving. It's It's very compassionate. You can feel the love between... I'm assuming it's daughter. Yes. Um, Three daughters. I, I am assuming, Yes, I'm assuming it's about your daughters. I, I would I would have thought so. Uh, it's a very, very moving, beautiful, I would say caring piece, but I do also feel a bit of sadness in here as well uh, because obviously um you guys might never never have heard this uh, before uh, but there's a there's a um a puppet show that used to be in England called Sutty and Sutty there was a song called um the the one day you'll have to grow up and I don't know why I'm a 34 year old man and if I listen to that song even to this day even to this day um I still cry because it reminds me of the time Aww. where you have to you, you have to grow up, and I didn't want to grow up, and I still don't want to grow up. So it's I, I can completely understand where this comes from, and I see that Lady A here loves her daughters financially so much, and also I can see there's a big bond between all four of you and. At the same time, it just comes across as sometimes really nice, but there is there is sad elements as well. Maybe that's just me being morbid, but you know what I'm like. But all all above else, a beautiful, heartfelt, caring, loving, affectionate, passionate, compassionate piece. Thank you so very much. Appreciate it. You're well, very great very comment, well, sweetheart. Corey. Uh, boo. Yeah, you know, what I wouldn't do to, like you said, Linda, like to have those moments again just where, you know, my daughter wanted to sit on my lap and wanted to hang out with me and, um, you know, that I had pretty much your whole life for like the last year and then she just sort of shit hit the fan. But um, I just, you know, you know, everyone knows how I feel about my mom, um, what she meant to me. And I do see that in your poetry as well. It's beautifully written. I love the picture that you put there with you and, and your girls. You all look so much alike. Um, you know, you can't, my mom always told us there's nothing like mother-daughter love. It's a bond that's unbreakable, despite the fact you may be estranged with one, but you're still connected in the heart. Um, home is where mom is. She's my rock, my soft place to fall. Tickle my arm, sing that song, brush my hair. Those words just make me want to cry. Like I have a lump in my throat because I'm just thinking about mom and, and how she did all the things, you know, and, and you're right, Linda, someday they're going to come back and everything that you say, they're, they're going to be just like you because my mom said the same thing to me. You're going to be just like me. Hell no, no way. But then you use all their same, you know, <laughs> sayings and everything and you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> but uh, beautiful right. and I pray to remember my love. Believe me, they remember. They'll never forget. Beautiful. Thank you. 
Right. Comment, boo. It's your mom, no matter um, what. It, it, Abraham, would you like to comment? I got his phone. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it on the board. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um. Yeah. Sure. Um. I think it speaks to the human experience. Um. I mean, even if it wasn't about that specific um, thing as far as sitting on their lap, um, I have a seven-year-old who every now and then would beg me to do things like help me clean out my car or, you know, and I know there's going to come the day when that's not going to be the case, <laughs> you know. So uh-huh. it's, that, it's that acceptance and realization of what's going to happen that I heard in that piece that I think everyone can relate to, regardless if you have a child or not. So it's awesome. Thank you very much. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm Raz. Yeah, there's plenty here to say a parental appreciation of their children. I agree with the previous panelists. And uh, there's a bit here of the matrimony, how you don't want to turn into your parents because you feel their failures, like when you're 30 or your 40s, I think this kind of debate goes on between wives and husbands. Uh, They are not securing their children at length to the dangers of the world of which uh, they have been previously educated by another generation, only exposing them to uh, what, what could be all sorts of individuals who will manipulate them for their own devices, all, all this media scare, what you have with Hugly Wugly, what you have with uh, TikTok and uh, kids constantly on cellular phones, it's enough to know that they are threatened by outside influences that are on the web while there's no parental supervision. And so all that worry carries on into uh, what you have of the wife and husband now, knowing that uh, how are they going to deal with these problems? They're not the ones that were facing their parents when they were growing up. Yeah. Okay. Hey, why don't oysters donate to charity? Why? (laughs) Because they're shellfish. They'd rather be blood donors? No, because they're shellfish. (laughs) Oh, for crying out loud. I put Abraham's on the board. What's that? Okay. I put Abraham's on the board. Okay, Abraham, you're up, my friend. All right. Um, There's Uh-oh. a soothing rhythmic sound. Hello? Yeah, you're ready. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a soothing rhythmic sound of comforting pulse from the cries of nature's beating heart that is found in each raindrop. I found myself seduced by the gentle kisses of the harmonious winds under the blanket of a tranquil night, captivated by the bright stars that lies in the sparkled eyes of a wondrous sky, delightfully intoxicated by the essence of her fragrance. I ate in the fruit I'm sorry, I ate the fruit from her extended hand she offered with such grace and generosity in an unspoken dialogue that is so piercing as the result of just being, observing, and accepting 
without the interference of my selfish reasoning, I danced with nature. Her whispers remind me where all remnants of the very fiber that threads the fabric of existence, cut from the cloth of universal love, strenuously longing to be worn by the hearts of man. I am one with her, where I end and she begins is an illusion that has rendered me deprived of fully grasping the full scope of understanding life. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Absolutely breathtaking. I love this. Go ahead. No, uh, Abraham, this was uh, uh, delicately written with a flow that was so harmonious with, with, with love. Um, I love this line. I find myself seduced by the gentle kisses of the harmonious winds under the blanket of a tranquil night. How beautiful is that? captivated by the bright stars that lies in the sparkled eyes uh, of her wondrous skies. Just lovely. Um, your your um, description you. of nature and, 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 and sky and, and, and just uh, the, the, the frame of your poem here is just so well written and, and formed out. Um, the imagery in it was just explicit and 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 lovely and and um, nice metaphor. Uh, I think you did a really great job here. Uh, cut from the cloth of universal love, strenuously longing to be worn by the hearts of man. I think your your verses and your your lines are so strong and and just like I said, delicately written and woven together so uh nice sharing and i thank you for bringing this piece to my show um let's get you some thank some you. comments here thank you very much um yeah really lovely poem darling um cory yeah uh, ironically you literally chosen the two lines that really stuck out for me as well um, obviously I found myself seduced by gentle kiss of harmonious winds under the blanket of a tranquil night and also straight afterwards I was looking down at it just as you was reading it cut from the cloth of universal love strenuously longing to be worn by the hearts of man there is a lot of romance going into this piece uh, that, that it just feels so romantic uh, just to ask Abraham, is this by any chance a reflection of something of yourself? Um, so, all right, there's a, there's a story behind this piece. Um, uh, someone asked me or suggested to uh, choose a song, any song, and take the title and write a poem to it. But instead of doing that, I'm I'm a little hard-headed and... Uh, a little overachiever. I took a song <laughs> and I listened to it, and um, I picked the song, listened to it, and then I listened to the instrumental of the song, um, and I just went ahead and and wrote what came to mind. Um, and and actually, I, it was it was more so about nature. 
Um, mm. A lot of people get the uh, get, get the, the the romantic feel from it, nature. but it was mm-hmm. it, it was it was about Mother Nature. It was about connecting and yeah. feeling being connected yeah. with life. If you really pay attention, this the five mm-hmm. senses are in that poem. You know, the, yeah. the right. smell, the right. the touch, and oh yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am one with her, and your island, and she begins as an illusion. I think that's a big part of the poem, too. Yeah, it's really good. And it's very, you know, like you said, you got all the the senses in there. I love how you say nature's beating heart that's found in each raindrop. I mean, it does sound romantic because I find myself seduced by gentle kisses, but I know it, you're not talking about someone. You're talking about Mother Nature and uh, how we don't Hey, it's all yours, well so enough. interpret it however you want to. It's it's, it's all yours, uh-huh. so interpret it exactly how you want to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, yeah. you know. Okay, then I'm going to go with the romance. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, hey. very cool. Thank you. It was a lovely piece, brother. Love it. it was a really, really lovely piece. And like you said yourself, this is about nature, but... The best thing about poetry, and obviously other poets as well, when they read your work, they're going to decide the journey that you've taken them on in their head as well. So one person might say romance, one person might say nature, one person might say something else, and so on and so forth. And that can give you ideas for other pieces in the future. Exactly. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. You're very welcome, brother. Good comment. Good comment. Oh, Lady A. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm anxious to comment on this one. Um, I wanted to say that I felt the the beauty of this was the metaphor in it, the, the using the woman as the metaphor for for this nature poem. I thought was brilliant, um, and it sh- it showed two things: your appreciation for your surroundings uh, of nature. And it, and the appreciation of a woman, I thought they blended very well together. It was, in a word for you, very harmonious. And um, I, I thought that throughout the whole thing, you could sense the um, um, you could sense the sun, you could sense rain, you could you. It did touch all of the senses. And but I thought it was just. Uh, you, you persisted throughout the whole thing and made it this beautiful double-edged uh, sword of nature and, and understanding the woman. And I thought that was a really great touch on this. Um, your word choices were wonderful, and um, there was such beauty in this. And yes, when you think about it as just being a woman, it was very romantic. Um, but I liked that the romance that you were having was with with nature and the, and your surroundings. I thought it was a great poem. Thank you very much. Comment. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Raz, you want to wrap it up? Yeah. So some common name of rain goddesses, Biatis. You have uh, Hydra. You have Zeus. You have Freya. And that's European Norse Greek mythology. But there's also uh, different ones, you know, in uh, Africa. There have been uh, Oya, Mababa, Bunzi. And so what there is over in uh, Oceanian is Lono, Wandijana, Walankwa. So there's this common ancient belief in the rain goddess 
And uh, I see plenty of that here when you say uh, where I end and you begin. And, and what we know fundamentally when you said we're all interconnected by nature, what element is more prime in that hydrogen? So, you know, that's where that line never really blurs, that uh, nature is somehow a part of us. Great. Wow, yeah, you yeah, man, you <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate the comment. Um I I'm actually African, but uh I uh there's something that I love about history and mythology. I, you know, you speaking of the 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 Norse and and other mythology and that's something that I find fascinating. So, I don't know, maybe it channeled its way into this poem also. So, yeah, appreciate you, man. Thanks for the poem feedback. Frequency. Oh, cool. Well, while we're here, let me, uh, let's welcome, come on, Deb. Hi. Are you there, Deb? Hi, Deb. Welcome to the show. Hi, Linda. I'm glad you made it. Barely, but yet. I'm glad to be here. Fairly cool. Are you are you short on time? Uh, we go live in 15 minutes, so a little bit. Okay, well let's throw your piece up there. Did you bring something? I'm gonna drop something? your piece right now. I got it. Yeah, I got it for you. One second. Okay. Say hi to Grizzly Bear on the board. Hey, Grizzly. Okay, look. Ready, Deb? There we go. Cool. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Linda. Okay, and this is called Spring Mornings in Mother Earth's Backyard. And here we go. I breathed the flowers on the breeze, pollinated by swarms of honeybees, walking in the land's emerald scene, bathed in 80 shades of green. Dawn hits the tropical forest display as two platinum-furred weasels play. Tangerine sun rays light the view and warm birds on the treetops, too. Tadpoles swim as water spills down on turtles crawling in muddy ground. Water splashes the sand on the spaces. Moss covers up wet rocks' faces. Green blades wave. On all the ferns tossed by gusts as the wind blows, honeysuckle vines perfume the air, frogs hop and turtle doves stare, periwinkle blossoms dot the shores, spreading color on the sunlit moors. And that was delightful, Deb. That was so cool. I love your use of color. I love bathed with 80 shades of green. Um, it just brings me to spring. And and like here in Alaska, there's two colors. There's white and there's green. And in the summer and spring, everything is so green. Um, it's, it's just amazing. And you personified this in your, in your poem so well with the tadpoles swimming in the waters and the the weasels play, the tangerine sunlight, the view, and warm birds in the treetops too. 
beautifully, beautifully written. And um, I, I want to thank you so much for, for coming and sharing this with us. Um, it's a great honor to have you on my show. Um, is there anything that you need to an- announce or want to announce? Any shows coming up? Um, my show's Monday at 10, um, and I'm doing the art, the, the artist, um, Lee S. He, and, and, and he's a ceramic artist out of North Korea. Um, or South, I'm looking. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I probably already did. Um, but it, it makes, he draws amazingly, and um, I featured a bunch of his paintings and yes he is from South Korea and he is a ceramic artist um, and again that's Monday at 10 and I'll just leave it there for Great. the moment and say that I'm about to go live with Heather and AT on school so I better not be late for school um, All right. I'll just listen to, to yeah I appreciate it, and, and, and um, I'll talk to you soon, Linda. And, and, and thanks, Bill. Oh. Thank okay, you. Deb, thanks for coming. Let's get Deb some comments anyway, even though she's not here. Um, Boo. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, well, you pretty much know, like, with her, you know, you always said she has her Crayola box ready to go so yeah I, and of course lo- i love the boxy format that no line look at that that's beautiful that's my thing right there no words over the lit lines just all nice and boxy because i'm weird um that's how i like my home <laughs> too but did a very good job on that but as soon as i see the boxy i go oh, this looks like a sonnet though actually um but uh it's everything you know you don't really even need the picture it's so visceral and so i mean i could see it the flowers breathing um the plant, platinum furred weasels play, the tadpoles, the green blades, the waves, periwinkle blossoms, all of it so colorful and descriptive, um, very beautiful. I personally am not very great with the nature, right? So I really appreciate this one. Right, good comment, good comment. Yeah, Deb has a way with that crayon box, and, and she's very inspiring. Um, her show on Monday is always a prompt show. And I attended, and and the visuals that I get from her prompts are sometimes just amazing. So if you're not doing anything on a Monday night, uh, go see Deb's show. It's uh, very cool. Um, Corey. Where can I start? Um, I'm the same as Boo. I could literally feel like I was actually at the scene of of the piece. Every every little detail, every little line that was placed in this piece basically says to me that each each simple line is 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 like spreading out another like situation. So say for example, you've got the breeze, then you can see the bees, then there's an emerald land of green in scene, and then I love this: the walking in the land's emerald scene, bathed with eighty shades of green. I think you touched on that, touched on that as well, Linda. Um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Um, again, it moves on. The dawn hits tropical forest. 
So again, you're, you're visualizing a forest, then you're visualizing weasels, and then tangerine sun rays, and then you're visualizing birds and treat. It, it just feels like she's painted a picture with, with, with words. That, that's the best way I can describe it. Uh, it. It's an art form with, with words rather than a paint palette. Absolutely stunning, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And uh, I've literally just commented and put, beautiful, Deb, such an amazing, innocent visualization. You can imagine being there, inspiring, simply put. Great comment, Corey. Uh, Lady (laughs) Eddie. Lady Eddie said she'll be right back. Oh, okay. Abraham. Um, Corey, Corey took everything I was going to say. Literally, it's a painting, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's a painting. It's like, it's like if I was blind and I wanted to know what was going on and someone was explaining to me what was there, you know. Um, I, uh, I actually closed my eyes once she got to the tangerine sun rays and, um, I could feel it, you know. It's like it's like you can see it in your in your mind, you know. Sun rays piercing through leaves, and at the same time, the, the wind's blowing. I don't know if she said green blades wave, but I, I thought I heard that. And I just, you know, I just got consumed with it, seeing the grass sway in, t- in the wind, and 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 hearing the birds, and uh, there's weasels, there's there's animals running around. So it's definitely spring, and it's just. It says life, and it was really, really, really refreshing. You know, it was like a breath of fresh air wrapped up in the poem. So, yeah, I loved what she did. Right on, Abraham. Very good comment. Uh, Raz. Yeah, here I don't want to get into the point of religious overtones, but there is a creationism. We know the planet's been around for a long time. It's gone through all these same seasons perennially, perpetually, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years, the same rotation around the sun in orbit scope, AU units, and so forth, galactical measurements. But uh, so the reviving point of this rite really is how all the animals come out again, just like you did at the flood, just like you did at the sixth day of creation. It, it goes full circle. There's a time in which they were hibernating, but once again, the wilderness seems to thrive and flourish in every stroke of uh, the, the painter's uh, mastering and uh, depiction of this scene in nature. Right on. Right on. So, so what do you call an expert fisherman? Trout. I'm not falling for this one. A Me? masturbator. Oh, for crying out loud. A masturbator? <laughs> Are they getting better or worse? That was pretty good. Okay, let's see. What's the difference between a tire and 365 condoms? <laughs> They've all been used. No, some have been used for the others. Some have been used for the others. I already have the hole in it. 
close, <laughs> boo, close. No. <laughs> One's a good year, the other is a great year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. People think all the different. All right. (laughs) Little humor there. Okay. Why don't we do this? Why don't we throw on a sound cloud from Phil? Can we do that, Raz? Oh, you want to do that next? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I put it there, right? Yeah. Okay, this is called Spring Sensation Shine. Baffled sunlight shines lightly through the trees. The creek flows down the hill with a vivid gentleness and ease. Sweetheart, you're my light. Melodic piano notes floating on air. The morning sun shines so bright. The cloudless sky, quaint and fair. Let spring surround you with a garden of flowers covered with morning dew and kissed by April showers. Mountain peaks of snow, desolate leaves no longer bare. Nurturing light they receive, Mother Nature's loving care. Gentle breeze, a soft touch, caresses as it passes by. Bringing cheeks a bit of blush, hear its whispering soft sigh. Red-winged blackbird calls loudly to her monochromatic mate. As red as light, fly happily around, upward towards that heavenly gate. Take a walk into springtime as it graciously invites you in. Offering gifts so sublime, wants to hold deep within, and poems. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Your rhyming was right spot on. Your cadence was just brilliant. I love this. It was like a breath of fresh air. Your words floated. Um, Boo, this was just lovely. Thank you for sharing it. Um, Thank you, Linda. Lady A., Oh, did she come? You're very welcome. Corey. I think she's in. What did you say? Yeah, I'm back now. Sorry. Oh, okay. Let's go Corey, then Lady A. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Again, it's it's very, I mean, I'm looking obviously at the piece myself. It's very similar to the last piece. This, this, This is, again, one of those where you close your eyes like Abraham said, and you can paint a picture. Uh, every single line details another form of scenery for the for the nature piece. Uh, it's it, it's got a flow of innocence about it. It's got a flow of maybe even like a heavenly kind of plane as well, because everything seems to be so very like peaceful and calm and relaxing and just a just pure affection and loving and it's a beautiful piece boo it's really really beautiful uh one of the lines that stood out for me was um gentle breeze it's soft touch caresses as it passes by bringing cheeks a bit of blush here it's whispering soft sigh it sounds like again it sounds like one of those pieces just like abraham's where it's in love with nature itself i'm i don't mean to steal that abraham i apologize brother I'm just, just using it as an example for this piece. Uh, he's not going to like me, is he, Boo? He's, he's going to say, that Corey, what's he like? Um, but uh, <laughs> red-winged black, blackbird calls loudly to hear monochromatic mate as butterflies fly happily around upwards toward that heavenly gate. 
And I think that's where I thought to myself, it comes across as quite a, you've passed through the gates of heaven and you're now in the Garden of Eden. That's what I'm getting here. This is the Garden of Eden. Beautiful piece. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Corey. Right on. Cool. You're welcome. Um, Lady A. Yes. I thought this was... um... I thought this was uh, beautifully written. I love the first line, the dappled sunlight shines. That drew me in right away, uh, using the word dappled, uh, lightly through the trees. Uh, the whole thing was, was uh, it was a painting for me. Um, you hear, you see the beauty, you smell the flowers, you hear the music on the piano, um, and the, certainly the sun that's shining, uh, make, you can feel it on your face almost. Um, this was a beautiful piece uh, that uh, touched all of the senses, and for that, I think it's uh, extra special. I, th- I think when you can write something like um, like you had done earlier, Corey, like to and, and touch on all, you know, draw out all those five senses that we have and address them in such a lovely way, I think it's a, a nice bonus for us to read. Great piece. Thanks. I have a song too. I'm going to add to the bottom of the song. It was the opener. If you heard it, but it's supposed to be a springtime song. I'm going to put that on there. If anyone's interested, it's a very hard song to do. <laughs> uh, Raz, what did you think? Yeah, I would agree. This just grabs you in the face and uh, it turns you around on one of those days where spring is moist enough to just be rising from the ground and uh what you have here with that one verse red winged blackbird calls loudly to a monochromatic mate this is like uh, being out in the south and uh, witnessing it for yourself such gorgeous birds that uh come out during springtime out in the rural areas where uh there's definitely still that echo which uh kind of originated inside of uh, the natural continuum and reverberates uh, every year round. Well, thanks, Raz. Very cool. Okay, and Abraham. Hey, Boo, this is awesome. Um, This is amazing because uh, what I got from it is, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a spring piece, but not only that, the fact that, for me at least, you brought life to it because, you know, spring is, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, new beginnings, right? So it's kind of like everyone's mm-hmm. been hibernating. And the wind I saw as a person, the wind was a person happy mm-hmm. to be out, even gave you a kiss as he strolled on by like a gentleman taking his top hat off, tilting it to you. Mm-hmm. Have a pleasant day. That's what I got, and and it just it, it just made me smile as you read it. Um, it was amazing. Oh. It was awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Great comment. Yeah, I'm not Great very comment. good. I'm not very big on the nature pieces, so this one was a bit of a stretch. But thank you. I'm glad you liked it. You could have fooled me. So what do you what do you call someone who refuses to fart in public? Not me. A private tutor. (laughs) Come on, guys. 
It's currently three minutes past three in the morning. I'm a little bit tired for those kind of jokes. Hey, I searched long and hard for these lame jokes. <laughs> you are appreciated. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so... So let's see. What's the first, the number one cause of divorce? Getting married. Very good. You've got it. But I'm fine. Well, that's the answer. Is that true? Wow. closed, she inhales the richness of spring, fingers embracing lavender, feet caressing a carpet of emerald, daffodils and dandelions woven into a necklace, a gift for you. Songs of swallows, bleating of innocence, fill this world with a melody. This she observes through the fragrance of a resurrected spring. End poem. Wow. I just love Phil's stuff, and I love hearing him read. This was absolutely a lovely depiction of spring. Um, He nailed it the season perfectly and made it beautiful. Uh, So sweet and delicate movement in this piece. Um, It was just light and airy and and descriptive, and I, I liked the brightness of this piece. Um, thank you, Phil, for bringing your awesome poem to my show, um, as you do every week I thank, or every month. I thank you very much for it. Um, let's get some comments. Um, Boo, what did you think? Um, I don't know why I said this is a poem from Phil. Poem from Phil the Poet. Every time I say that, uh, every time I hear it, I just think it's so cute. Um, I don't know, he just has this way about him that's just so, so gentle and sweet and pure, and I think that helps in his um, writing. Um, right. I think this is, you know, and I just want to pinch his cheeks or something. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've seen him write a lot of nature pieces, and he's really good. It's pretty short, but it's beautiful. She inhales the richness of spring, fingers embrace lavender, and a carpet. I never would think to use carpet of emerald. That's pretty cool description. Woven in a necklace. It's kind of romantic and, and elegant, and then resurrected spring like as you say because we're like you know hibernating and then now we get to come out for renew renew rebirth and everything um yeah really good poem very descriptive very good brevity still and i think it maybe it's for that picture i don't know i see the picture okay yeah lovely description of the picture i love those flowers whatever they are those pink ones or maybe those are cherry blossoms i'm not sure but i like the picture good poem cool uh, Abraham. I believe he had to go. Um, oh, did he drop? 
Yeah, he had to go to another show. But thanks for coming, Abraham. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. Um, Come brother. Raz. Yeah, I just thought, baby, I'm amazed by Paul McCartney. This is refreshing. This is like uh, waking up on a warm spring morning, and uh, all the joy of life is right there in front of you. Cool. Um, Corey. I'm surprised no one said this yet, but I have read uh, all... I thought there was six, I apologize. Uh, I have read all uh, five verses a few times over again just now because I'm looking at it, and each single one comes across to me like you could put down on a um, one of those, what do they call you? You know those, th- those cards you can get, like ro- romance cards. Hallmark. That's it, Hallmark. Hallmark. They- Every single one of these these verses, you could put them on a Hallmark card for sure. Another thing I've noticed, and I, again, I'm not sure if anyone's mentioned this yet, but this is definitely a poem about nature. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that because there is naturalistic things in there, like dandelions and daffodils and uh, um, spring itself, but it sounds like it's like a, a the the giving birth of springtime literally the like it says the fragrance of spring this is the embracement of spring about to bloom well really really nicely done phil and you've got to follow brother right on very good comment Corey. um lady a well, I'm 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 with you, uh, Linda. I love uh, his stuff. He he has a very uh, pure way of writing. It's heartfelt. Um, he's always, you know, it's very honest, and he has a lovely um, style. Uh, he has uh, always has something uh, terrific to say. He's very. Um, um, supportive of other poets too, and um, he he just is an all around under under appreciated uh, writer, uh, and I, I love his stuff. Right, right, yeah. Phil Phil is very pure and honest in his writing. I just yeah. I really love that about him. Um, so let's see. That takes us. Everybody's commented. Yes. Um, we yeah, have another so SoundCloud. Uh, we have another SoundCloud here from Kitty the Naughty. Kitty the Naughty huh? Poet. SoundCloud. Okay. Mhm. Got it. Yep. You got it, Raz, or me? All right. Okay. Go grab uh, the SoundCloud. I'll put the thing on the board. Kitty, is it called Swallowed by Silence, right? Yeah. I thought you were looking for Twilight Moon. You're looking for Twilight Moon. Yeah, she had a couple. She had a couple up she there. Had a couple. That's the problem. Um, she had a couple. 
I didn't put Twilight because it was on there twice. So I thought she did that yesterday. I, think I did Swallow Sue, I think by Silence. Sue, I think Swallow by Silence was done yesterday. Believe? I'm sure it was. Swallow by Silence was yesterday? Oh, then I'll have, to, I'll have to upload that one then because I saw Sherry did that one. So we can go to another SoundCloud. Um, Wait, one, I think. for Twilight Moon? I was thinking of Weaver of mm-hmm. Dreams. Do you have Spring? Yeah, Weaver of Dream. I got that, yeah. Okay. If, right. you need another, if you need another Spring poem, I do have a silly one if you want one for later, if there's time. Okay. There's, there's I got Weaver material Dream. We'll, we'll get around to that. Yeah, that's Weaver okay. Dream. Weaver of Dreams. Here we go. Petals, right? No. Yeah, if you don't play the SoundCloud, I'll put the link. Just say one. It's Beatles, though, right? Petals? Something? Spring. The poem is Spring. Um, oh, it's Spring. Maybe. I have it here. Hold on. I know that's yeah, maybe it's Spring. Oh, I put it under something else. Hold on. I think I put it under Spring. That was a mistake. There's a bunch of them here. Okay. Yeah, I don't see it up here yet. Okay, spring. You go. I'm looking for that one. I should have put all of them. So we're doing Weaver of Dreams? Yeah, and it's called what? Okay. Spring. 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 Which is the whole oh, problem. Which is the whole problem. I got I don't think Corey really can give a damn about that. You mentioned the, the ghost in the mirror. I got laughing full spring. I got mine. I got soul again. Full spring. I don't know why there's so many full springs in here. Hmm. I know I put it here. I just have to figure out. Hold on. What I put it under. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> While we're waiting. <laughs> yes. What joke? should a sick bird do? Time's going Yeah, through. what should it? Do Purdue? What, what should a sick bird do? Not about swine. Uh, get tweetment. <laughs> Go on Twitter and tweet. <laughs> That's my hit. Ask another I, one. I'm <laughs> jokes myself, but uh, they're definitely not for this room. Other figures. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Don't worry. It's all right. You can say one. I don't. We don't really mind. We're you're loud. All right. The, 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 the crazy people should go to sanitarium. Corey was saying they could be quite bad. They could be taken quite bad. So I'm not going to go down that road. Not okay. Good to know. All right. Spring. <laughs> I just I just uploaded it again. You have another joke, Linda? I certainly do, Raz. Let's see. This is tripping me out. What's the difference between kinky and perverted? (laughs) Raz. (laughs) Leather. Kinky is where you tickle your girlfriend with a feather. And perverted is when you use the whole bird. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was a cute one. <laughs> hey, have you ever seen 
selfish. This is sort of on the topic of sort of not. Have you ever seen that movie called 40 Days and 40 Nights? No. It's like, basically, it's like Lance. A zombie? And they can't. Is it a zombie? Yeah. Is it a zombie movie? No. Not these two want each other bad, but they can't have, you know, they can't, like, okay, it's Lent, so they, these two want each other really bad, right? But it's Lent, so they got to go 40 days, 40 nights without, you know, oh, each other right, or whatever. Right. So, right. So, anyway, uh, it's probably not appropriate, but anyway, there's one top, top one, um, what do you call it? scene where he, like, I won't say what he does, but he pretty much, you know, gets her wherever she needs to be, you know what I'm saying, with just the flower. If you can believe this one, with just an orchid, and I'm like, whoa. No, I, just, I don't know why I thought I'd mention that. But. Um, <laughs> there goes my friend. I don't know. You're blowing it up. Just the flower, that's talent, right? You mentioned yeah. it because you're most of it. Okay. Like, wow, that's incredible. Like, I can't find the fucking game. Did I just put it in your four times? I don't know where it is. I put it under. Okay, how is sex of... like a game of bridge? Uh, you only choose yeah. flipping cards. Close, Raz. <laughs> if you have a great hand, you don't need a partner. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. If you have a great hand, you can just stick with the deck. You can just stick with what the fuck is rosy palm on their five fingers discount, whatever they could have said. If that's the excuse, I'm going to use that one. Okay. Now, I don't know if it's me or what, but I just put this in here four times. Raz, can you look with me, please? Because I don't know where it is. It's, this is stupid. I put it under today's date, and I put it under this name, and I put it under zero, zero, zero. And I put it, let me see. This is this is what happened to me last time. I couldn't find shit in here because I got too much crap in here. Maybe just read somebody else and for now I'll look for it. I'm going to have to go page by page. This might take me. Okay, well, we could so do sorry. Robert's uh, Pulesky. He needs a yeah, reader. Raz, would you like to read that? Oh, I found it. I found no. it. Okay, found well, it. I found on. Or you have, you okay. have it now? Yeah, I got we it here. Have so, um, mm. <laughs> Not so. Yeah, I either. It would help if I was actually in the. Soldier, we were dreaming. Yes, I do, Rat. I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I know what this is. <laughs> uh, let's do uh, this. Yeah. Play it. Okay, here we go. Boris, Kick your ass, Rat. It seems to me, into each day, all four seasons, are tossed. Morning, bright and breezy. Afternoon, dull. Evening, wind and rain. Then nighttime frost. Flora and fauna are confused, of course. To bloom or nest build, mate or not mate. Hour by hour, as the day passes, all changes. Blossoms burned. Eggs cold, mates not matey. I should perhaps mention I live in Scotland, well known for weather you cannot trust. We Scots are fair of skin and mightily freckled, so we do not tan to a golden brown. We rust. <laughs> yeah, well, Cute. I know this might sound a little bit off-color, but I don't mean this to be offensive. I do love hash browns. A little bit more than the plate, but without the plate, 
I would just be the hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought this was very cute and charming. It was wonderful and dreamy with imagery as lovely and bright, dark mixed together. Um, and and I, I envy him living in Scotland, um, a place I've always wanted to go um, the most besides Greece. And uh, I bet the weather and, and seasonal behaviors are a bit different than we have here and we're used to. So spring there must be uh, a lot different than spring here, but he's got an airy way about this poem. Uh, I love morning bright and breezy, afternoon dull, evening wind and rain, then nighttime frost. It covers the whole spectrum of weather, but uh, uh, this is a charming little piece, so let's get him some comments. Uh, Raz. Yeah, it's showing uh, definitely uh, a kind of surprise twist there, and you, you think spring is the same in every place around the world, but certainly it, it does uh, appear to have a, a richer cultural history in Scotland, according to the poet. And so uh, the question here is the right reference source. You have to go a little bit deeper than to just being beautiful when it comes to European literature. And I think that would unravel the strings a bit more why there's rust in, in this poem when referring to Scotland. Right, right. Uh, Corey. Yes. It's funny you mentioned that you want to go to Scotland uh, because um, I'm actually going there very, very soon. I've got a friend who lives there. And um, so... Uh, I can't wait to go there myself. In regards to the piece of poetry, uh, I completely understand. In fact, I've just commented, and the uh, uh, the comment that basically I've put, I said, Scotland knows all the seasons minus summer. And trust me, that is true. Because they, they do have a summer, but it's very, very minute. The last two times I've been there, I went, I went in June uh, of uh, 2016, or it might have been May, and I went in, I don't know what possessed me, I went in January of 2018, and I'm not going to swear, but trust me, it's frigging cold, like so cold. I had three t-shirts on, a jumper on, a jacket on, three pairs of trousers on, two pairs of socks on, and I was still freezing. That's wow. how cold Glasgow. Glasgow is freezing. It's a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I digress. The poem, uh, if spring has sprung, it's new to me. Yeah, that that's quite funny, actually, because that makes perfect sense. Into each day, all four seasons are tossed. Very true. One minute you can be sat down having a cup of tea. At next minute, you'll be, you'll be sat outside in the snow. I mean, that's just how Scotland actually is. Uh, flora and fauna are confused. Uh, I'm assuming that that's in regards to the flowers, uh, as in the nature of the flowers, because obviously it's picking up um, <laughs> the seasons. The, the bloom or nest build, mate or not mate, hour by hour as the day passes, all changes. 
blossoms burned, eggs cold, mates not matey. Uh, if that's in regards to what I think it is, like I said, I've been to Scotland a few times, and you do meet people that don't like the English. I will definitely tell you that. I came across that quite a few times. Uh, I could tell straight away that the, 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 uh, the gentleman was Scottish um, because obviously I know the accent. I'm actually quarter Scottish myself. So peace is a lo- it's a lovely piece of poetry and thank you very much for sharing. And um, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. Thank you very much. <laughs> right on, Corey. Thank you. Uh, Boo. Is Boo ran uh, away. Boo, are you there? He's occupied maybe somewhere over at Club H. There's a sanitarium going on huh. in the back. But we have well, a guest speaker. Mrs. Soul is on the there line. There we go. My beautiful laughing soul sister. How are you doing? I love you, Linda. (laughs) I am just waking up. I love you too, sweetheart. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Hi, Raz. I'm glad you could make it. Hi, Corey. Hey, Miss Soul. Yes, I Hi, Soul. Hi. (laughs) Where's Boo? We don't know. You don't know. Did did you get to hear the poem? No, Linda. I just I just can I can Okay. Lady A. Yes. Hello, Lady A. Hi. <laughs> um, I like I like the poem. Um, I like the line. Um, if spring has sprung, it's news to me. I thought the whole thing was um, very um, cheery, even though it's raining in Scotland. I think um, he, whoever, who, weaver of dreams. I don't know if it's male or female, but he or she uh, wrote this with uh, uh, a little humor. Uh, and uh, but even though the weather may not be fine, it still was inviting uh, people to go visit Scotland. I thought, um, and I like that they you know talked about their skin being freckled, and uh, so we do not tan to a golden brown. We rust. I thought that was hilarious. I love it. And um, <clears throat> I thought you know it was it was in good humor that this was written, and uh, I've never really had a desire to go to Scotland until I started watching The Outlander. And the scenery uh, was fantastic in that whole uh, series. And um, I, I quite loved it. But And then, of course, Jamie, well, you'd always want to go and see him over there. So I might plan a trip there and see. <clears throat> it would be difficult to understa- understand because the Scottish brogue is very thick. Uh, and difficult to understand, but uh, I, re- uh, I remember we had friends that were from Scotland, and they would come to visit us, and I never knew what they were saying because their accent was so thick. But uh, I think this was a, a, a fun piece and uh, um, uh, pleasant and very stringy, 
and just her attitude, his attitude towards writing about spring was fun. Very cool. Um, Abraham. Or did we lose Abraham? I think, I think he, he left. lost Abraham. Yeah, the number's there, but he's over at the clubhouse program app. Like I told you, the, the, the show was sinister. Oh, darn. Okay. Um, we're not, I'm not Let's over there, see. right? I don't know. Um, I saw Abraham Rev? go, and Abraham's still in, in the studio. There's numbers here. <laughs> Raz, do you want to go and then I'll go? Yeah, you want me to read Robert Pilatsky's? Isn't that what he said, Liquid? Right, right, right. Oh, I thought that's what we just did. Didn't we just... We did uh, We Were Dreams. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. My bad. Um, let's see. Do Pilates welcome. Someone else. Eight five eight. Who's calling eight five eight? Hey, it's Boston. It's Boston. Hi guys. Boston. Hey. Hi Boston. Hi. Hey Boston. Are you calling hey, Boston. from Boston? I'm Boston. Not... Yeah, Boston, Boston, Boston. <laughs> Massachusetts. How you doing, sweetheart? Baby. I'm good. I don't have a baby tonight. Right on. Free. And I just got <laughs> a new one. So right I on. <laughs> it's hard I know you got a spring one. poem. What's that? I know you got a spring poem. I know for sure. <laughs> um, No, it's not a spring poem. Sorry. Well, that's all right. I, that's okay. I'll get poem. over it. All right. That's good. <laughs> Who is <Okay>. that? <laughs> hey, Boo. Oh, hey, D Money. Oh, yeah, we didn't. Oh, darling. Hi, D Money. Hey, Robert, and then. Yeah? Yeah, seems like there's a touch of the doors. It says, Light My Fire. Wasn't that the second earliest yep. breakthrough single by the doors? But uh, sure, here's the poem by Robert Pulaski. Light my fire. I'll read it for you. And it goes like this. Come on, baby. Light my fire. Sparkle the flame. Burn the red rose. Be my pilot light in the velvet night. Flare up. Melt the ice. Set the night on fire. Get me into the blaze, a moth, fire, caught in the fervor of the desire. Forget the name, stop the earth in its track. Let me hear the scream of the butterfly. Become small, invisible, croon beneath the jewel moon on a radiant beach. Enter the hot dream, naked, raced down by its quiet side. Hear music and voices all around, laugh like soft, mad children. Awake, shake dreams from your hair, stop wasting the dawn, wandering in hopeless night. Where there are no stars out here, we is stone immaculate. Become the giant, reach the farthest world through sudden fury of a divine messenger. Feel home anywhere in space or time in the deepest inner mind and in the minds of others. Change the course of nature. Summon the dead. Come on, hear the music play. Light up the world's fire. Yes, you can. You are. 
Yeah. And poem. Very cool. That was like right on. Um, it had spark to it, and I like that. Um, it, it it had a lot of uh, oomph, and uh, I love this. Let me find it. Um, Become small, invisible, clean beneath the jeweled moon on a radiant beach. Enter the hot dream, naked race down by its quiet side. Hear music and voices all around. Laugh like soft, mad children. What a great verse that is. He uh, chose his words well. Uh, this is uh, very, very deep. And I'd like to read this one again. But um, it just, to me, had a lot of spark to it. So let me get him some some comments. Raz, you read it. Was that you? Yes. I, I think uh, this is a great sense of style. It shows someone who feels the doors can go on trending, which is a miracle to say of a band, which has dismembered since the 1970s, like those who go on listening to the Beatles, I mean, take Floyd, you know, you're talking about music that is so popular, it just doesn't die out of fashion. The doors. It goes on playing on the radio. Cool. Uh, Corey. Uh, First thing I'm going to say, I know when Raz was just reading the very first couple of lines, he wanted to go and say, Come on, baby, love my fire. <laughs> I know, I know you want to do. Don't well deny it, dude. You know you want to do. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very good. Fire the uh, night a... on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, bro. Let, you, let yourself in, man. <laughs> Brilliant, man. Yeah, um, it's... Uh, it's a lovely piece of poetry. At first, I thought it was a song because the way the way it molds in, into the, the words, it, it feels more like lyrics. Um, it's definitely it, it's definitely a very nicely uh, thought out written piece. Uh, it, it sounds to me like someone's having some kind of party. Uh, it, it feels a, a, a melodic motion piece of poetry. So yeah, really, really nicely done, man. Robert, if you can hear us, brother, fantastic piece of poetry. I've got to say it again. Come on, baby, love my fire. Take it away, guys. <laughs> You're a good singer. Um, Soul, what I did you think, my darling? Hey, I want to first say that uh, you know this was Corey singing, right? Somewhere he, uh, you know, reminded me of Big Words, who would uh, do this, you know, the kind of uh, humor while singing in between uh, the poems. Also, miss him. God bless his soul. <laughs> and to go with this poem, uh, yeah, it starts with uh, sensuality and fervor, and uh, but uh, leaves us with a very strong lesson, you know. I, I know he's been to uh, Jim Morrison's uh, songs, but stop wasting the dawn, wandering in hopeless night. I think that just says so much, so much 
I think this is what you keep telling me, Linda. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I really don't want to comment on anything else because this line it's it's something I take with me, and uh, it just says that live each day, wake up every morning, feel happy. You know, fuck the night, fuck what happened. <laughs> You've been given another day. <laughs> it's a gift. Enjoy. And this was amazing. He's an amazing writer, any which way, you know. So, uh, yeah, another piece of uh, uh, beautiful poetry by Robert. Thank you so much. Great comment. Boston, would you like to comment? Yeah, you stole my my verse, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I I just comment on him, but um, I actually grew up listening to this song because I'm not old. But um, I remember I had a cousin who actually loved it. We used to sing all the time. But I, I, I love the verse. What's that? I grew what? up on it too. Oh my gosh! You know, and it's 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 epic. It's like it, it's like an anthem, right, for us. So yeah. um, as soon as you hear it, you you already are there. So it's like, like I'm not gonna sing it, but you said, "Come on, baby, let my fire." It's like, oh man, let's just go. But um, they have a different verse. It's like, "Be my pilot light in the velvet night," which is an awesome line, right? I mean, just think, it's like pilot, right. co pilot, pilot, but the pilot light that just that that keeps him running hot, you know, and um, flare up and melt the ice. It's like whatever's in the way. It's just like let um. Live and let live, be free, love. And in that time, it was, you know, Woodstock and, you know, everyone was burning bras and loving the one that you were with, you know. And so, yeah, um, yeah it was full of hot desire and, I don't know, you didn't have to stroke the monkey in this one. You just you were just there. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abraham. Oh, he's gone. I, I got to cross him out. Uh, Lady A. Yeah, I, I agree with what Boston says. I think it's uh, when I see Jim Morrison and that particular song, I can remember where I was. I can remember who I was with, what it felt like. Right, huh? That's, that's what I can get out of that particular uh, song is that you, it made you feel something. And so the, his poem... Um, Pulled that all together. He had his own uh, spin on the song, and I thought it was great. It was it was a throwback for me too. Cool, cool, and boo. Did we lose boo again? I think boo's message, Linda, in the um, in in the room. Oh, for- Oh yeah, she dropped. Okay. Um. So, Raz, did you want to do yours? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my poem. All right. Let me see here. And I, I chose one I had written two years back, but you know my right. They tend to be a little bit experimental. This one happens to be strictly on nature, so it's appropriate with the prompts, which was spring. <laughs> yeah. And 
and uh, I even had a song around that time period, the coming of the seasons, which is also uh, on spring. But I, I don't really uh, share my soundclouds here at the site. There was a one time I, I joined it for a contest. They're gonna have soon Rob and Boop, and uh, yeah, so she got me into doing one for Star Queen the Pompadour. But uh, I I don't really do the SoundCloud thing. I'd rather recite my own poetry. So let me book. Uh, this poem is called Epitome. And uh, okay, uh, let's see what you think about it. I don't see All it right. on the board Epitome. yet. Yeah. There it is. Branches there of we go. the elm in racked and leafless, ambiguous ligament, stretch arms to heaven. The eclipsed sun in the trunk's oak stern stuff, uninhibited. There's a twilight in the sun setting down of the amber fluid. There's a syrupy follicular brimming. Moves a strip naked of the skin leaf side along the pill holes. Of the bark, some live streams tip cups, gintala. Why are the mounds of powdered snowflakes? Not all that blotted, deferring celestial, globular. Molded for the great passage of the sturdy trees. Crossing out even to... Man knowing the inside hollows of his own Masonic banners and the throes of nature, Elkwood and Grandwood are separate. These are honey bear and pine cones, the melting bottle of honey in the fire, increases the temperature that frozen birches sends homogeneous and strictly to the psyche prohibited. A pin of light can change one's mind of inclinations, the planetary status to feel misplaced, and the sense of belonging in the arachnid penendulum. Is the carbon date and silent hundred years are the tree rings of reaching fingers the blessed sultry sun epitome throws and poem beautiful beautiful Raz um, I thought this was awesome and deep and intellectually advanced but still with a beautiful bass and treble like music this piece is intricate and lovely to read um, nice job Raz uh, I thought you did a really good job, and I want to thank you for bringing it along and sharing it with us. So let's see. Um, Lady A. Yeah, I have to agree with you, too. You know, I love an intelligent uh, write, and and this was one of those. And, um, you know, it shows the depth of a person, and and, um, sometimes you can even see you know the what is important to those writers. You know what's uh, pressing on their heart, and and I, I love that part of it too. So it was a really good job, Russ. Much. Okay. Uh, heard. Uh, Corey. Yeah, uh, really like this one, dude. Uh, I don't know why, but I always like the name Epitome. Uh, it just it just kind of reminds me of like a, a like a Shakespearean Shakespearean like word. Uh, so yeah, enough said about that. Um, what one of the uh, one of the couple of lines that that actually jumped out to me was basically uh, these ones here. Why are the mounds of powder snowflakes not all the blots of differing celestial global? Uh, Globular, molded for the great past sturdy trees, crossing out 
even to Matt knowing the inside hellos. Um, it, it comes across as a very nicely written piece of poetry, dude. Uh, I, I think it's it's got a it's got a lovely, lovely setting about it. Um, I love the description that you were you'd be putting in, in each thing. There's also I don't know about you guys, but I also get a feeling of some kind of a somber mood as well in this. Uh, so yeah, Braz, awesome, bro, awesome, and uh, I've just commented on you since you brother. Good comment. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Boston. Boy. Yeah, um, it's a pretty damn deep right. I mean, um, there's like a wealth of emotions and knowledge or insight, and um, I guess I could go to, let's see, what hit me was at the end, um, a pin light, pin of light can change one's mind, which think about that, right? of inclinations to planetary status to feel misplaced. And a lot of us, almost everybody probably feels misplaced at one time in their life, the sense of belonging and the rapid pendulum. There's a carbon dating cycle hundred years. Are the tree rings of reaching fingers to burlesque sultry sun epitome throws? I don't know. It's like, I don't know if you just got in a mode or a mood or a streaming, but if it just came, but I think it's like crazy heavy and insightful and there's like so much meaning there that you could just sit here and talk about it for like hours but um, uh, the arachnid pendulum is a carbon dating silent hundred years are the tree rings it's, it's just kind of crazy how you put shit together but um, it's powerful I just think it's completely powerful um, and then where you had the snowflake and it's, it's like um, I don't know I, did you just like sit down and you just came to you, or what? You said you were you were trying something new. Yeah, I, I really kind of uh, experiment which way I'm going to go next with my poetry, and that's where it took me that time into a, a kind of transcendental so right here in nature. Was something going on in your life at the time, or... Were you kind of struggling with something? No, no I just kind of had to confirm it for myself that ecology does have its own length of seasons, which are longer than, you know, the scope of our own lifespans. And the right. key here is those tree rings, because uh, right. when you take them apart by carbon dating, you realize there's certain species of plants that have gone on, like, nearly half a million years. That's a scientific fact. <clears throat> Very cool. Yeah. Cool. And I love the pin light. I love I love that that vision, that visual. The pin light can change one's mind. We need to we need to shine a huge beacon on on um Putin right now. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right. Yep. Thank you, Very boss. Powerful. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, boss. That was a great comment. So, would you like to comment, my darling? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is quite, um, like everyone said, it's heavy, though, as, uh, you know, uh, mentioned, it's only about spring. But, uh, you know, though he starts with uh, the title Epitome and, uh, you know, beautiful, beautiful start to 
branches of the elms in racked and leafless, ambiguous ligaments stretch arms to heaven. So, you know, it's like the calling of the spring, you know, the calling of uh, rebirth, the calling of, uh, uh, which is the essence and the epitome of spring, that, uh, you know, life is renewed, life is uh, holy again, life uh, is blossoming. And uh, yet, as the words flow, uh, you know, you are uh, to the hallows within, to the uh, dirge within, you know, you are, uh, uh, you are forced to think that the poet is somewhere uh, blending his personal agony uh, with the death of winter more than uh, the essence of spring. And that's how he ends the poem with epitome throws, you know, so this is my take on it. And uh, of course, uh, Raz to decipher you is not easy. But this poem is uh, really, uh, uh, it is something very special. I can say that, you know, uh, really, really very, yeah. uh, uh, it carries a lot of essence and emotion. Well said, well said. Okay. All right. Um, can we throw mine up there? And then we'll do Seoul, and then Marius, then Boston. As you wish, ma'am. You're hosting us tonight, <laughs> so uh, you come Thank next. Thank you very much, my co-host. <laughs> I could say that our ship cruise liner is under a safe uh, and steady steer. All right, you're, there we go. you have what you want on the board. There, this, is liquid. A, this is something silly for a change. Uh-oh, what happened? Uh, it's called Spring. The silly snake said, Sister, the season's slipping by. Seriously, can't you see it's almost spring? The rambunctious writer replied rather readily, That's why I want to rant and rave and sing, said the snake, (laughs) smiling slyly. Something says to me that the spring surprisingly supplies a she. Really, replied the rhino, who was breathing really well. She'll come romancing me respectfully. That's terribly terrific, touted the tremendous tiger. It's truly time to frolic to a tune. Apparently, added an afflicted armadillo acting ostentatiously. <laughs> it's always a wet, always full of love in April, May, and June. In poem. <laughs> How cute is that? Spectacular! <laughs> you are just an amazing writer. <laughs> That's you funny. can spend on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, ask for, for okay. Linda. Oh, so, hi, uh, I love your, I love your, your style. With your storytelling and, uh, um, yeah, the lisping in this was really good, and it was creative and fun, and uh, spoke to the topic for sure, and. Uh, 
I just thought it was really, really uh, a cute poem and uh, something to look forward to when you have the lightheartedness of this and spring is coming. Thank you, my darling. You're welcome, my sweetheart. <laughs> what about you, G-Money? This is such a, such a, such a <laughs> saturation of uh, uh, springy sensations. And uh, what do I say? Yeah, April, a month of romancing, respectfully. <laughs> She'll come romancing me respectfully. <laughs> oh, Lord, like, you know, really? <laughs> I don't know what to say, Linda. You surprise me every time. And this is what a, what a wordplay, you know. Um, the uh, listing over here is like two lovers in uh, in the winter, snow under the blanket, and they're like, you know, just confer. You know, uh, comforting each other that don't worry, it's going to be spring soon. And uh, yeah, the poem just is more, uh, it was more entertaining with you reading it. You know, love you. This is awesome. Thanks love for getting you this. Too, sweetheart. Made Thanks, my son. Darling. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to use a sister. I thought it was great. I, I, it was totally great. I don't know. It was spectacular. Like I said, spectacular. Um, it was sizzling. It was, it was cute. But, um, and I liked how you introduced, like, the, you know, the tiger and the armadillo. And it was just great. I thought it was just great. I don't know how else you can say it. but Thank you, darling. It was yeah, it was really cool. I liked it. It made cool. me smile. Hey, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it it had that sense like uh, Ricky Ticky Baby's Mongoose in Reverse, yeah. in, in which uh, you have uh, one of those characters in, in an animation film, and so you're bringing up that kind of rhyming, an allegory. There can actually be, you know, maybe a pixel footage of what this uh, snake would be like in uh, trying to beckon others into uh, understanding uh, a little bit more of what it's like to hit. Right, right. Hmm. Um, where's my... Oh, sorry. Uh, you always have... Well, I mean, always your storytelling. I always tell you you should write books, and you should. I know you're working on one, I believe, right? Um. Yeah, I just got my copyright. Oh, you did? Cool. cool. Yeah, yeah for my pirate and, book. Yeah. Just want to sit on your lap and have you read. I say that every time. Yeah, you deserve it. <laughs> and uh, it's creative, Thanks, it's unique, it's fun. Every time you read, you could tell you have fun. That you had fun when you wrote it, and um, you make us smile even with your cheesy jokes, Linda. <laughs> That's really adorable Just like you (laughs) (laughs) Thanks darling You're welcome Do uh, Marius and Bear Have a poem Marius Um, said I think Bear also Yeah okay Did the Boston go yet I I was stepped out No I haven't gone yet I'm 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 going okay. up everybody. You want to go next? 
Well, didn't you have somebody else going first? No. Uh, I no, thought we were, we were going to do Seoul and then Morris oh, sorry, and Boston. But Boston, if, if you're in a crunch, we can put you, no, Seoul, and then Seoul you're fine. Okay. So let's do Seoul okay. and then, and then Morris. Sorry, okay. Not, sorry, I came late, so I don't want to. I'm fine. Yeah, no, that. Okay, sorry, Seoul. Okay. Okay. okay, so. So let's throw souls up there. Yeah. Okay, one second. I hate typing in my stupid mind. Okay, here we go. Soul. Laughing soul. Songs of spring now. Spring music. Oh, here we go. Spring music. Au printemps, au printemps, au printemps, au printemps que j'aime la lierre de terre. Au printemps que j'aime la lierre de terre. I think I gotta do it again. So, au printemps, au spring. Yeah, that's that one. Shoot, I gotta do yours. I'm sorry. So, uh, I did it early. I'm sorry about that. Um, we'll do. How about we do Boston, and then I'll do. I'll do Seoul right now. Sorry, Seoul. No problem. I got okay. I will here for the wrong person. Okay. So Boston can go, and then I'll have yours ready, so. Okay. All right. So this was off of a um, of a poem by M. Lou, Mary Lou, who passed away recently, and one of her rights. So um, it's in the. I just I didn't write it out, but here it is. To dance forever in midnight's moonlight. A sable brush subtly slid across a sequence pattern, mild symmetry. Smooth edges buffed rounded corners that wallowed inside the lamplight and listing from blue, while buttons floated free. Rainstorms chirped against the windowsill, raising a glove to surrendered arms, as entanglements wed their forever forecast. Grounded flights held them hostage, tabling a motion for tomorrow's sunrise casting sleep to five partners to shuffle through a barista's sepia tone cup, brewing none. Milestones skippered through milk midnights and ushered them into a ransom breezeway, reflecting the vintage tilt of an angled mirror pluming pallid wings, while cursive side note braced for Windows valiant battle, headstrong limbs flailed as the chasm of brokenness spoke. Tragedy lit beneath the flickering wick, cooled, slow drips. Pausing notes probe handheld gravity poached to simmer above pearl drops' breath. Polished strokes measured strides within matte finishes as crevices flooded, winting a barrage of blinking lashes, followed by heavy-laden breakthroughs, shuddering shoulders. Fading footprints chilled the feast, the feist from their boudoir's lair, leaving a fragrant thirst searching for the beckoning seed of a smoky deep blues and a tilt-back play of dimples. Inside a mindful lens, captured stillness perched and pinched, 
ache between severed strings, painting smiles and canyons echoing the drifting whispers, bridging quivering lips. Paul. Wow. That was um, quite mysterious like and it had an air of of uh, enchantment around it. Um, like a fairy tale, like a, a princess caught in a tower type uh, mm-hmm. feel to it. Um, I thought it was very well written, and I like the format that you put it into, very classy and classic. Thank you. Um, uh, really good job, Boston. I loved it. Thank you. Um, let's get you Thanks. some comments. Um, Soul, what did you think? Uh, it's when, you, when you, you know, uh, because I see the numbering, and I probably uh, believe that, you know, the uh, uh, vintage mirror is somewhere speaking to your journey, uh, you know, and uh, the yearning of uh, dancing in the midnight moonlight is quite obvious, and you end it with uh, such a beautiful uh, uh, thought, the drifting whispers, bridging, quivering lips. Uh, you know, uh, all I can say is the image is well captured in its, uh, uh, in its uh, sadness, uh, beauty, and uh, instead of mindfulness, captured stillness perched and pinched. Oh my God, Boston's, you know, you are, you are so classy with your uh, words that it's so difficult to say that, you know, uh, which is a favorite stanza of mine. At least every time I read you, the entire poem kind of leaves an imprint, you know. Uh, The same as with this, uh, talking about uh, reflections and talking about uh, yearnings and musings, you know, and uh, it just brews a a fairy tale of uh, emotions and uh, stories of uh, one's life penned penned amazingly. Thank you, dear. Could see somewhere reflection. I think we all can relate to it uh, in bits and pieces. This is gorgeous. Um, let's see, Corey. This was absolutely, extremely intriguing. Um, I uh, first of all, I've got to do something. Give me a second. There we go. There's a follow. Um, I love, I love the style of this poetry. Uh, it's, it's got a. It's got a sultry, but somber kind of tone to it, which I think is is very, very nice. Um, I, I, I'm just really gobsmacked. At, the thing is, that I can't really pick out anything simply because the whole piece itself is absolutely fantastic. It really resonates to me very much Edgar Allan Poe. And oh, thank you. you guys wow. now know, obviously, you guys obviously now know that 
I'm a big Poe fan. I think I think Poe's fantastic. Um and I will I will pull some things out. For example, grounded flights held them hostage, tabling a motion to launch tomorrow's sunrise, casting sleep deprived partners to shuffle through a barrister's sepia tone brewing none. It's just a, such a very resonating, beautiful piece of poetry. And all I'm going to say is thank you very much for sharing. Thank you. Thank you, Corey. I, I have welcome. a pro piece. I have a pro piece I'll, I'll read one day. That hopefully, I, I felt like I was, um, I was resonated him. So it was one of my early rights. But anyway, it's a... I am interested. Please, please put it up. Okay. I have a Poe piece. It's called A Telltale Fart. (laughs) Did you say fart? I love that poem, Linda. It's so good. (laughs) Was that by Edgar Allan (laughs) Poe? Yep. Edgar Allan (laughs) Poe. Um. Let's see, uh, Lady A. Yes, I'm so happy to hear your voice barking. Hi, Andrea. Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here and to Thanks. get to read uh, along with you as you as you read. Always sensually um, beautiful. Um, I you know the dancing part of it. I didn't hear there was. There was a few, uh, and I love just, the, you know, the simple description of the sable brush subtly slid across the sequenced pattern mouth symmetry. You know, when you think of putting blush on, you know, you, even the description of mm-hmm. that, you have the description mm-hmm. of her, um, the smooth edges, buffed, rounded corners that wallowed inside the lamplight enlisting saxophone blues. Like, what a description! It's just so, um, so essentially wonderful. And buttered notes, buttered notes floated free. I mean, I could go on and on every single line. Uh, I thought that this was gorgeous. Um, it was, oh my goodness, like every you know color. The you know barista's sepia tone cup, brewing none. Everything that's in here is just um, arranged in such a way that there's just beauty touching every word and every line. Um, uh, I I love uh, headstrong limbs flailed into a chasm of brokenness, you know, spoke. It just, you know, the inability to dance, that's what I get out of that. Um, The tragedy lit beneath the flickering wick pools, uh, slow drips. I mean, the sadness that's here because... Um, you know, you envision this uh, ballet dancer, this uh, jazz dancer, a dancer with mm-hmm. long legs, limbs that go from here to eternity, is not able to mm-hmm. dance anymore. And it's really sad. Uh, the drifting whispers, bridging, quivering lips, uh, it speaks, vo- you know, volumes in that sense. This is a beautiful piece, Boston. And I'm so glad you. that, that you're here. And I don't know if you remember how we first met, but... Uh, I'm putting this on my list, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But we wrote for a contest about Lou's. Do you remember that? Which one was it? What, was, what did we? The Lou. We had to write a poem oh, about. Oh, the Lou! The Lou! The Lou! Yeah. I thought you meant Lou. 
the loop. Yeah. Oh, that one I wrote while I was in traffic. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> we bantered back and forth. Yeah. But we'll have to do that one night too. Those two poems, yours yeah. and mine. So, and, yeah, great. And that's stuff. one I wrote. And I didn't. I didn't know that you could only put in one poem per um, per contest. So I was writing oh. in traffic, and I just kept adding and didn't realize that I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> so one poem we played, yes, was kind of funny. Anyway. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. And just because, you know, you, you mentioned comment. a ballet dancer. I actually had a piece in there, a part of it that I, I, I took out that was about um, Camille's dying swan. Um, oh, no, so, you um, know what? Oh my God! I what? can't believe you said that because I felt that throughout this piece. I was Did going really? to say, I, yes. I should put it back in, but I, I, I think I you actually, should. Let me, let me see. I have it in my draft. I had. Um, oh, I you said that. Wow. Uh, and it, it didn't feel like it fit right there, but I put modeling a harpist's feathered fingers strumming Camille's dying swan. Absolutely. I, I felt that throughout this piece without it even being there. Wow. Did you really? Well, I'll have to see where to put it then. Yep. Anyway. Okay, cool. That was kind of cool that you said that. Wow. Hey, Raz, would you like to comment? Yeah, there is plenty of energy here, and uh, I don't want the writer to take this the wrong way. But when I heard about the canyons and where you start off in this piece, I, I switched straight into old Hollywood noir, Raymond Chandler, what you have in California and the lost goodbye. It, it gave me that kind of sense of just, you know, getting lost inside a, a mystery of which you can't really define yourself. Mm. Yeah. It, it's a tunnel of love that's and, lost in land. Right on. Okay, Boo, what about you? I always say the same thing, but I can't help it. But um, She just writes elegant and like on a whole other level that I you don't see often. It's very ladylike. It's very, um, I don't know, descriptive. It's sort of classy and kind of, I don't know, it's just like so womanly. I sound ridiculous probably, but... Um, She's the one that I see that right like this. I love the way it looks to the format of it. Um, um, I'd like to know, I mean, to me, I see like heartbreak and aching, and um, I like how you repeat the reflecting the vintage tilt of an angled mirror. Um, she's looking for that. And then the picture, too, the picture is amber tint. Um, Mm -hmm. That just adds to the background, just adds to the mystery and the, and the, I don't know. It's a really cool poem. Is it about heartbreak or? Yeah, no, it is. To me, she's all dressed yeah. up with nowhere to go. I mean, it's just like the sadness, and it's uh-huh. and um, waiting. It's you yeah. know, she's like a a woman in waiting, and um, yeah, the last thing she's doing is putting a top coat on. You know, it's just kind of like um, just the waiting and the heartbreak. You know. Yeah, right. and you know, just keep waiting, waiting. You know, yeah. I have a patient like that. She waits by the door. She waits by the window for her son to come pick her up every Wednesday for lunch. But she waits there all day, every day. But he only oh. comes on Wednesday. I know mm. she's a red lipstick on the purse. She's waiting. You know, and I tell her, hey, today's not Monday. It's Monday. You know, she just keeps, she won't move from that 
fun, cute, and sad all at the same time. But oh. and and the and the, cool. and the prophet, the poem by Emlu, her last line was, "I shall cry," she says, "perhaps tomorrow." So she's talking about her dreams being broken and just um, holding back those tears. So it, her right was a powerful right too. Um, if you look at it, but it's called Perhaps Tomorrow. But um, it was very inspiring. Right I on. bet she'd be proud. She's really lovely. Yeah, she's in heaven. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's well, thank you very much, everybody. Here. Did, did, uh, did we manage to get souls uh, situated? Yeah. Okay. We'll do Soul and then Marius. Soul and Marius, okay. Who I I can't find Soul in the folder. You have Soul? Link? Hmm. No, I don't have uh, Soul. Can you drop it, please? I'll drop the link. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I mean. All right. Well, trust me, so she has four. Paramore of Spring, a poem by Laughing Soul. Oh, where, oh, where do damsels hide in snow? Beneath the canopy of barren boughs. When shall it be blossoming time of year? When beguiling songs by Kakujulia. Oh, tell me. When frost shall death's bosom kiss, when you'll see Viola's skirts twirl in bliss, does the winter moon love spring's vibrant hues? Oh, I believe she's his evermore muse. And boom. Absolutely beautiful. I I think this is just so lovely, my soul sister. How beautifully delicate and stunning this simple piece is. And your capture of spring was clear and succinct. Great right. This was so beautiful and so airy. And I love that your soundtrack was so beautiful. But great piece, my darling. Thank you for bringing it to my show. Um, Thank you, my Lady A. This is gorgeous. Thank you. I, I, it, you know what it is? It's, it's feminine. It's delicate. It's, it's, um, everything that is female to me. Um, <laughs> it's a gorgeous beautiful piece it's a brevity that um takes you in all kinds of directions but um oh tell me when frost shall death's bosom kiss wow talk about the bronte sisters and (laughs) when you'll see viola skirts twirl in bliss the rhyme in here is wonderful um the cadence is great the visual is wonderful, but I, most of all, I think it's most uh, fragile and delicate, feminine, frilly, girly, 
poem that I just love it. I don't. I mean that with great respect, and um, because I am a very frilly person, I, I love. Yeah. And this, this is very, <laughs> just ador- adorably sweet and beautiful. Yes. Thank you so I like much. That. This is a poetry poem by Marius, you know, so it has a question on the form. I'm I'm sorry, what did you say? I said this is a poetry form by Marius, and that's why it has this question and answer uh, format, you know, with limited syllables. So it kind of restricts your movement, but uh, it does bring out uh, the poetry in a crisper and... uh, uh, more, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I enjoy doing his poetry format. kind of gives me an, uh, you know, edge to limit my lines and syllables. It's nice. Thank yeah. you so much, Lydia. Very cool. Well, I loved it. I guess I don't pay too much attention to forms, and I know there's all kinds of them. I just, it's the words. And the song that they sing, that there's, there's, with the when a cadence is just right, you, it's, it's like you're singing uh, in this piece, and 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 in all pieces that carry a wonderful cadence. Uh, but I just, I can't. I'm trying to figure out the best word to describe it, and it's entirely female to me, and just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, Raz, what did you think? You know, it's a little pep on your step, and then you're just uh, going about uh, tap dancing all day along the edge of the leaves. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of feeling. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Corey. Absolutely love the flow. The flow is is really breathtakingly beautiful. Uh, I will quote what I saw straight away. Oh, tell me when frost shall death's bosom kiss, when you'll see viola skirts twirling bliss. That is a very, very beautiful visual as well. So, um, yeah. Thank you. Um, you're very, very welcome. It's, <laughs> uh, it's also... Obviously, I don't. I don't just see spring here either. I also see little bits of a few of the seasons as well. It sounds like it's like the four seasons wrapped into one kind of thing. So it's kind of like a, a part of part parcel. But all in all, a fantastic piece. Thank you. Yeah, I think every season carries a little of winter in it. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Boo, what did you think? Terrible. I hated it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's coming. She's not getting Well, Just the way she reads alone is like a whole other realm of just, just so soothing. It almost puts you to sleep in, the, in a good way. And um, yeah. she writes her words so beautiful um, no matter what. And this is short, too. Um, It says a lot, though, I think, um, about 
um, being lonely and alone? And yeah. when is someone going? When is someone going to recognize your worth and your um, beauty underneath the canopy of barren bones? Uh, I guess. And you know the the cook, uh, is that a cook? What do you say that word? Cuckoo. The bird. Is it a bird? Cuckoo, right? That's what I thought. That's really I think, interesting that you use that word, um, particularly. I, I, I don't, because I mean, from what I remember, I think they symbolize in, insanity, foolishness. Um, so obviously, that's what you're saying. Maybe you've been a fool for unrequited love, or um, for you know, some some asshole maybe. But um, you know, still. You, <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> so I know what you're saying here. It's what you're saying here, and you want to get out of this frost, out of this cold, and into the warmth, and into somebody who's going to appreciate you. And um, and and do you still believe? Well, I hope that you still believe, because don't let one bad egg ruin you. And then, ever more muse. Um, yeah, you can make your own beautiful poetry without the muse. But don't worry. I thought it was really lovely. Says well, a lot. <laughs> thank you, Pirat. I'll get a honey poem tomorrow. <laughs> get a honey poem. Good to know. <laughs> Good comment. Boston. You'll find your vibrant you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I took it differently. Um, I wrote whimsical, playful, and a bit provocative. And I go in a cuckoo. I'm thinking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But to me, it's like um, when someone's head over heels in love, the birth of one's love, the spring of love. The courtship. So to me, it's it's like it's like a playful, whimsical, and like like oh, well, where are you hiding, Miss Damsel? Where are you? Are you in the snow? Are you beneath? You know, it's like it's almost playful, and oh. then the cuckoo is like someone just head over heels crazy. I mean, it wasn't a dove, it wasn't a hawk, it was a cuckoo. So you go like you're nuts. You're just crazy in love. You're nuts. And, um, then you get the bosom, and you get, you know, the skirt. You know, I'm like, okay, twirl a little bit more. But anyway, <laughs> um, provocative is very much here and alive. And you get the moon when you think you get mooned. I mean, like, you know, I can go off and on. But um, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. It was, you know, and then the way you, you recited it, and um, it's short, sweet, and it it was spot on on the target. You hit it on all, on all counts. So it was great. I loved it. I see that you just say the book of your life. <laughs> Great comment, too. Okay. All right. So, Liquid, after we do Marius, we can do Titus. I have his sound card ready, Monsters of Men. He had to confuse the topic folder, but we have his poem here. You can do, okay. do him first because I'm still sure. looking for Marius. I'm not sure if I. I no, I, I have it right here. The SoundCloud. I also have Marius. Oh, good. So uh, let's uh, put Marius on the board. We need a reader. Could we have yeah, for possibly Corey read? Yeah, I could definitely Corey? do it. But if you want, yeah, sure, man. Mm-hmm. All Doesn't right. Marius have a SoundCloud? There's the. No, there's a poem from Marius. Just waiting for it to come mm-hmm. up, dude. Refresh, Corey. Yeah, I, I, I'm still a newbie, guys. Come on. <laughs> I know. You're just a virgin. It's okay. 
I'm, well, I'm, not, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> born again, born again, just like me. Look what they call you. <laughs> Try to hesitate. No, it's basically much more like it's more like the fact that it's been so long for me that I forget who gets tied up now. You know what I mean? So there you go. Um, <laughs> okay. Butterfly's sonnet. Sun pours its light on you to shine your flight. And sky donates all colours for your wings. I start to cry at your majestic sight. Secretly, each tear of mine gently springs. Blue flowers tremble at your magic touch. The cardinals stop singing for a bit. Even for them, your beauty is too much. We're all in awe, I sincerely admit. Where did you come from? Nature's noble prince, what wishes do you carry on your wings? Where did you hide all those beautiful tints? Why did you leave the lands of queens and kings? I came to you to beautify your spring, to dance with flowers and with birds to sing. End poem. Oh, gosh. Wow. That was so lovely. And, Corey, thank you for reading it. You did a really great job. Um, beautifully description and imagery of the heart and soul of the butterfly so delicately laced with magic and enchantment it fluttered about my cheeks Um, I felt the the presence of the butterfly it's so uh, this poem is laced with magic and enchantment and uh, I want to thank Marius for sharing his beautiful poem on my show it was really great thanks Marius um get some comments. Uh, Boo. Yeah, I like the way, I like the title, Unique Butterfly Sonnet. That's pretty cool. Um, He's always has his emotions in his heart right there, like he's not afraid to show it. He's got the, you know, he's not afraid to cry, he's got the flowers trembling, I mean, all of the things that are so visceral, and I'm so sorry the pizza dudes at the door. I will finish when I come back. Can you come back to me, Linda? Sorry. I'll give them a better time. All right. Um, Corey, you read it. What did you think? Um, It was very, very uh, uplifting. Uh, and that's not a pun, that, that's not pun intended because obviously about a butterfly, but it was very it was a very uplifting piece about said butterfly uh you you can again this is another piece you can close your eyes and you can imagine the creature actually flying by you and you can see all its mystic all its beauty um uh, in regards to blue flowers tremble at your magic touch the cardinals stop singing for a bit even for them, your beauty is too much. We're all in awe, I sincerely admit. It's uh, it's a beautiful piece about a beautiful creature. And um, the fact that it's... The fact that it's got um, such be- beauty within the lines of where did you come from, nature's noble prince. Obviously, it's kind of like he's... He's 
he's knighting the creature itself as one of the most beautiful creatures within the world. What wishes do you carry on your wings? Where did you hide all those beautiful tits? Why did you leave the land of queens and kings? It's just a, it's just a very resolute, beautiful, resonating piece of poetry. Great comment, Corey. Um, Boston. Um, it was absolutely beautiful, and what I started to write was, you know, when a child first sees something, because um, I have a granddaughter now who's 10 months, so everything is brand new, and that look that they get when they first are in awe. So I felt like he was explaining, like, he just stood in awe at the at the at the, the small little moment of seeing the butterfly in all the sun and and it's like capturing where basically the whole world is silent and you can almost hear the flit of the wings you know and you see the sun casting its its rays and and just you know opalescence of of the of the, of the flight of the butterfly I just it's like the bird stops singing and like everything stops and it's like a hush moment when um. I think he was just like starstruck in that moment, and I think he captured that very well. It's just absolutely beautiful. So. All right, good comment, good comment. Um, Soul, what about you, sweetheart? Oh, he's such a such a uh, romantic writer, and uh, and here you can clearly see him romancing the butterfly. You know, just completely in awe, completely uh, drenched in the uh, beauty of these gossamer wings. And um, I, I mean, it. This poem somewhere holds the simplicity of a haiku, and you know, the cadence of a symphony. You know, it's like I start to cry at your majestic sight. Uh, I don't think you need to uh, elaborate on commenting. The line itself speak is a poetry in itself. You know, it's talking about uh, so many of emotions attached to it. Uh, the simplicity with which nature has uh, uh, played on uh, the poet's uh, uh, mind and soul. It is blue flowers tremble at your magic touch. And then to ask the butterfly, what wishes do you carry on your wings? My gosh, this, this just takes you to another level altogether, you know. We all know that the life of the butterfly is so short-lived. You know, and uh, what wishes would she carry on those uh, uh, illuminous, uh, you know, beautifully lit, gorgeous things? It, I, I don't know what to say. Just please teach this. But it's so clear that the poem and the poet both are, both are uh, drenched in the uh, trance of uh, watching the grandeur of, of the uh, monarch. And uh, thanks, Marius. This is beautiful, beyond beautiful. All right. uh, Lady A. Yes, I thought this was gorgeous. I loved, I'll just read what I wrote to him. A beautiful sonnet, vivid imagery, clever personification when you think of him giving voice to the butterfly. And I absolutely love the, la- the couplet, the last couplet. Uh, I came to you to beautify your spring, to dance with flowers and with birds to sing. I thought that was stunning. This whole piece was a gorgeous vision because if you look at the butterfly's wings, 
to me, he was able to, without describing the wings itself, but the whole butterfly, um, the intricate patterns and the colors, I think he did that with his words without even mentioning the wings. And I thought that was great. It was beautiful. Hold on. Uh, great comment. Uh, Raz, what did you think? Yeah, personally, I, I, I just uh, want to thank Marius. I want to thank all the writers who contribute, reading you guys over and over again in a year's time. You know, you, you just go more and more familiar with uh, being in tune with poetry. Right, right. Yeah, and I'd like to take this time to thank you all for coming to my show tonight. Raz, uh, Corey, Boo, Lady A, Abraham, Deb, Soul, Boston, uh, Marius. Um, I love the poetry of Dream, Dream, Weaver of Dreams, Robert Pulaski, uh, Phil. Uh, uh, just awesome stuff tonight. Um, thank you all Hi. for coming, and I hope to see thank you next you month. Thank you you're very welcome. Bye, Thanks yeah. for having me. Happy Easter. Are you going to do Titus, Bye, right? guys. Let's see. So, yeah. You're going to do Titus? Happy Easter. Oh, are we going to do Titus? Yeah. Do we have time? We have enough uh, time to do Titus. Yeah. 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 Real quick. Okay. Hold on a second. Let's uh, play it for you. Here's Titus, Monsters of Men. Monsters of men, troubadours. Notably to feelings I've given to any woman, I would politely add some importance to her life, an idle domain of irrelevance to self, like an omen would intrigue be best shown to respect the wife, as though she was thine without cavorting like this manacle called love which shows the briefest lust contained in thought. Moments if alter a kiss for all intents and purposes, she will find it unjust. Speaking attentively, adding self to the matter, unacquainted with holding an attachment appeal, soothing words often hover, whilst they natter life alike. Love the true depth of meaning I feel for what there is missing. They can never abandon the husband. What care can another man? But why not live as often with words if trouble it lands on? The owners giving freely to true happiness your sigh. As monsters of men their jealousies can I assume dismissible in ways. A woman will go and ponder on words remembered likewise. Tis like perfume. Favoured are subtle hints of words to bond her to the husband who is so unable. He will illustrate what intriguing words she'll have, then swoon him, making love. The determined effort so immaculate, defender of the given words from merely a whim, given the immense pleasure received aids entirety, a sensitive woman who seeks to aid some sobriety of leisure. Those relaxing words are worth a tone, deeply moving parts indeed, tis home from home. Wow. Titus's stuff is always so intriguing and, and intricate. And it's like um, a Shakespeare, right out of a Shakespearean play, like Hamlet mm-hmm. could have been yeah. reciting it. 
it's just absolutely beautiful, and uh, I can't. Can't hear anything. Linda, are you there? Linda. I don't. Hello. My. I love this oh, you're, one. Good. you're breaking up. You go on mute. Can you hear me? No, I'm yes. on mute. Yes, can hear you now. Can you hear me? We can hear you again. Okay. Yes. Hey, did you now. hear? Did you hear? You were interrupted. Did you hear anything? Being like Shakespearean plays. King Richard. King Lear. Linda, are you Yeah. Talking? Wow, she dropped. All right. So uh Drop, Linda drop. What do you what what do you think about this piece, Corey? I think it was a swoonable piece. I think it, I, I totally agree with what Linda was saying, but I'm not gonna steal what I'll mention it a tiny bit. I'll say it was a bit Shakespearean because I don't want to take away that the, uh, the spotlight from her for what she was going to say. But definitely it has that element. Uh, it's a beautiful piece. It it comes across as a romantic piece, but it also comes across as a piece as well where, like it says here, as monsters of men, the jealousies, can I assume, dismissible in ways a woman will go and ponder. It sounds as well like this woman is actually going astray as well, and it sounds like the man is basically describing both men and women that they they're not always as loyal as as they as they are uh, accustomed to be. Um, I love the wordplay. I think I think the wordplay is absolutely exceptionally beautiful. Uh, some some of the words in here are, are definitely of uh, not of modern era poetry which I do like, because I, I do like poetry as well. So, um, Titus, absolutely beautiful piece of poetry, man, and you're getting a follow. Because anything Shakespearean is good to me. <laughs> it's a good one. I, I got a little different out of it, but I could be wrong because it was the first time, but where is it as much as a man they're dealt, which can I assume dismissible way, a woman well, and ponder on words, remember likewise, perfume. So almost like I felt like when when things are said harsh to her, it sticks to her like perfume. It, it resonates and it's like it's hurtful and painful, and she can't let go of that. Kind of what I got from it first go around. Um, subtle hints of word twill. So I don't know. It, it, it could, I could be off, but it's almost like instruction too. I think to a man because it's bonded chivalry. So I'm wondering if it's just kind of like. Um, giving instruction or words of wisdom and to um, honor your wife, you know, and to think about the things that do affect her and to be um, sensitive to that. So that's my take. Yeah, there is a, a good point of wisdom here. I would agree with Boston. What about you, Lady A? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me, really. <laughs> um, I love Titus's writing. And he is, he does wax um, Old English. He does uh, wax Shakespearean style, uh, Edwardian style. He's, he's, he's a beautiful writer and uh, very romantic. Um, and I love reading his stuff. It's things that you can read over and over again. And this piece, without getting too lengthy, 
which is hard for me to do <laughs> sometimes to be short-winded. Um, but I, I think he's alluding to, here's what I'm going to concisely say. He's telling men, I think, to love their women, their wives, as they should and treat them as they should with love and tenderness and and all that that goes with those words and 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 then she will uh in turn love him back like no other um mm-hmm. um hey where is it now okay um speaking attentively adding a salve to the matter unacquainted withholding and attachment appeal soothing words often hover whilst they natter they natter life or like now so you get most you get more with honey than you do with vinegar um life for like love the true depth of meaning i feel for what there is missing they can never abandon the husband what care can another man but why not live as often with words if trouble it lands on the the onus given freely to true happiness um she'll sigh so you know it's up to him it's up to him to mm-hmm. be the leader and to show her tell her uh how important she is and that includes nonverbals you know if you're asking them to help you with something and they groan and growl at you or or hiss and whatever else they do uh then you're told you're not that important you're, you're, you're not that important to me. I don't have time for that because you don't really count. Um, nonverbals are 70% more powerful than words. And But this guy here, he's, you know, um, he will illustrate with intriguing words. She'll have then swoon him. Of course, if a man spoke to me like this, I would be swooned 24-7. Uh, making love the determined effort to uh, immaculate uh, defender of the given words from merely a whim. You know, just if, if you treat a woman, and I'm not saying that all women are the same or and all men are the same, I'm not saying that, but in generally speaking, if you treat a woman with love and respect and cherish her, adore her, she will give it back tenfold. Women, am I right or wrong? Oh yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? Without question. <laughs> it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to woman woman's heart. But for God's sake, right. they, they they make us they they make us plead for it, and then they just kind of shove you off. Is it? And then they go, "What?" Yeah. I'm like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. Like, yeah. I swear to God. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna get. Is it, it, I, it, I, it I, for I, merely I, a whim? Given the immense my, my, pleasure received aids entirely a, a sensitive woman who seeks to aid some sobriety of leisure. Those relaxing words are worth a, a, um, a ton, deeply moving uh, parts indeed. His home from home. It, it, you know, he's a very intelligent man, uh, Titus, because to have this kind of insight and to put it this way, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't maybe pay attention because of the style that he writes in, but he has a lot to say in all of his poems. And this one, I think, is so flattering to women, um, you know, and so beautiful. Uh, because monsters of men. Yes. 
So <laughs> if you want the love of a woman, you got to give her give her what she needs. Because mm-hmm. we can get our bitch on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, my my ex lives with my daughter, so when I go up to baby, the baby like all the time. I swear, every other breath, I'm like going, I'm so glad we're not married anymore. Because it's like yep. crazy how he still likes to push my damn buttons and act stupid. And it's like, I'll, I'll say like, do you know where this is? I go, it's not hanging from the damn ceiling. And like, what is that look? He still has that look. What the hell? You know, so it's yeah. crazy how he still drives me crazy. And then he thinks it's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. At my point. Yeah. Done. Sorry. And I think, you know... Um, reading a woman poetry that you write, you guys that are on here tonight have written some great poetry. And, you know, if you're with somebody, do, you know, some people, oh, that's too sappy. But, you know, you can write it in a way that's not as sappy at all, and it's gorgeous. And you might try it on on a girl uh, that you're dating and uh, see what the appreciation is. And, uh, you know, and it would behoove you to have... It choose a partner who has an interest in poetry as well, and then that way you can share it together. Okay, I'm done. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't too yeah, well. There's too plenty well of marriages where you have the wife and husband with opposite professions. They get along just fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if one likes stalkers and one likes poetry, it's kind of hard to put the two of them together. Who's going to stalk who? All right, next comment. <laughs> How do you think about Titus of Monsters and Men? I think Titus over here is uh, playing on a feeling of guilt. You know, uh, if you uh, A, the title, and uh, B, his opening line, you know, notably to feelings I have given to any woman. So, and that he very clearly states in his uh, poem over here, you know, because he has been writing, uh, you know, poems on many women on uh, all poetry. I have read quite a few. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, there are many poets over here who, uh, you know, make you feel uh, especially vulnerable women. There are, I mean, I think all poetry is flocked by uh, uh uh, sadness, singleness, uh, lonesomeness, you know, and it's very easy to trap a vulnerable soul with uh, floral words because this is what she has been uh, yearning to hear to somebody who would tell her that she is such a beautiful soul. She's so loving. She's so, and as you said, uh, Andrea, that, yeah, you know, you just give us little and we can make home in a out of a homeless heart you know and uh, and uh, it is sad you know when a woman is aroused with sweet words but not being able to uh, be with her forever I went through it and uh, I understand you know you want to make her your muse be clear about it you know but you know, uh, he talks about a married woman. Probably uh, there has been an incident. Probably there's guilt uh, that his uh, he is putting on others besides his wife. Though uh, uh, Tony writes, 
amazing love poems on his wife on india and uh, i have always told him that you know his poems give me hope that probably there is someone for me also and uh, this poem is 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 such a sensitive side of his heart you know uh, where he he doesn't even know but he still feels that maybe you know uh, he's aroused some false hopes in somebody and there this is an apology over here i mean you are such a wonderful person now so so blessed to know you you are amazing i wish there were more guys like you thank you for this Yeah, I had a different impression of this right cuz I saw the movie of Monsters and Men or it was actually called Gods and Monsters and in it you have this school professor who teaches one of his students to try to overcome his own natural fears that were holding him back and uh I think there's a little bit of that which rubs off in this right where uh what is keeping you away from being in that sense of belonging or home it's only a, a matter of course of seeing proper reasoning in order to know that you were always there but uh thank you all this is uh the end of liquid damage she's gone so we're going to close shop thank you all for coming this show good night thank you good night everybody guys that happy so i'm not ready to go home Andrea <laughs> or anywhere else it is on the web 24 hours Someone can sing for us best sorry make him sing for us <laughs> Okay I'm flat in Ben Rouge waiting for a train on a feeling near faded as my jeans Bobby found a diesel down just before it rained The road us all the way into New Orleans. I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana. I sang soft while Bobby sang the blues. When she walked for serpentine, I told Bobby Sandman we sang every song that Javin knew. Another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing. I mean nothing, honey, if it ain't free.
Day sale, sizzling deals are on with storewide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupons. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Coming in at five foot three inches, it's number one mom. She switched to Xfinity and got the all new three for one bundle. Unlimited internet, streaming, and Xfinity Mobile. All for what you could pay wireless companies for just one 5G unlimited line. Boom shakalaka. Go to Xfinity.com slash three for one, call one eight hundred Xfinity, or visit an Xfinity store today. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires post pay Xfinity Internet. After twenty four months, regular rates apply to all services and devices. <laughs> 